everyone, and welcome to F4 Obsessed, a deep dive, a weekly show where we discuss F4 Thailand from a symbolic and meta perspective. I'm Ty, your host, and my co-host is Marie Claire, who I call MC. Say hi, MC. Hello, everyone. <laughs> One more to go. One more to go. Oh my God. Uh, <laughs> if you don't already already know, we are Hanayori Dango fans, and we truly adore this story. Uh, this episode is called The Neverland, and it was amazing. And I can say we both absolutely, absolutely loved it. It's one of the best episodes uh, oh, for so many reasons. But yeah, we just wanted to do a couple things before we totally get into it. We wanted to remind everyone that the week following the last episode, the week following the finale on Saturday, April 16th, at the same time that the episode normally airs, we are going to do a live show, a live stream where we are going to do a bunch of fun things uh, that's all going to be about the fandom and about our fandom experience, um, the stuff that we've all experienced together throughout this whole journey of watching the show together live. Um, and a little bit about the whole show, right? Like yep. now that we've seen all of it, having an opportunity to look at the whole thing. Yeah. Yeah. Covering things that um, we otherwise would not have been able to fully analyze the whole time. Um, and also we're going to probably do some polls, do some Google forums on Twitter and whatnot. So look out for those on Twitter. Uh, we're going to get some input from you guys so that we can talk about the things that you want us to talk about on that live stream. So definitely look out for that. Um, I'll be posting it under like the wit and folly Twitter account, which is at wit underscore folly. You could also link to them in the liner notes. Like once you post them in case people check this out throughout the week and then they can jump directly onto Twitter and vote or add a form comment or yeah <laughs> yeah yeah I'll try to link stuff in uh the liner notes as well or maybe in a comment below so so yeah so look out for that um okay I think that's it for that and we'll get into our comments review so these are comments just in case you don't know they're comments from the previous episode we just grabbed a few for this week uh, that provided some fun things to kind of discuss before we jump into the new episode. Yep. All right. So the first comment is from Nightmare. When Auntie Yu was packing things for Tom and Goya, it felt to me like she was getting ready, getting them ready for war. Like she was like, Tom would need this, pointing to the fur jacket, his animal skin. But I can't see what she was getting for Goya because. Rosalind step stopped her mm-hmm. yeah it, that's interesting I think uh like generally speaking the two of them are stronger together right so yeah and that was like yeah auntie you sees that and she knows that so clearly in that scene when she's like yes give me give me this also um also we need to get this for Goya like because they're their unit (laughs) yeah yeah so I like that um Melody uh said I keep thinking of Goya's heroine's journey and her healing the mother-daughter split often I thought she didn't seem disconnected before she was confident who she was connected to nature comfortable with her choices 
Then we get, as you mentioned, her confronting the dark mother. When Goya is tested by Rosalind, not only does she say something cruel and hurtful, which is unlike her, but she gives up. She justifies it as a sacrifice for others and feels successful, but that's an illusion. I think she will face shame and grief for abandoning her true self and will need to strip away those shadows to reconnect with the feminine, at which point she can return, revive her relationships, balance the feminine and masculine for when she's tested again, and just move forward in life with more faith in herself. Yeah. So this is, we've been, yeah, (laughs) we've been talking about heroine's journey throughout and this is a hundred percent correct. And I love that, you know, Melody like is saying, well, I want this for her too. Cause once you start to see this pattern, you start to say, wait a second, like this is getting us to someone who's more confident and believes in her power. And, you know, although yeah. she has to go through all this suffering, this is, this is good because it's just like, you know, Melody said in her comment, like, I thought she was fine. I thought, you know, Goya was developed and, uh, in this way but she wasn't. And that it comes out whenever she faces Rosalind and the choices she makes then. So everything that happens in the next episode is getting her to, to that place. So, yeah. And I, I also think that it's, um, healing the mother daughter split is not just about healing and daughters. Yeah. Split with your own mother. It's yeah. actually, healing the split you have with the former generation of motherhood slash femininity and Mm -hmm. the ancient wisdom that you have within that um yeah it's not this is the woman yeah the woman who runs with wolves like talks about that like it's about not denying the things the the wisdom of ancients even if it's that Rosalind made nothing but mistakes Exactly. Something that's important. Yeah. So in this case, uh, healing the mother daughter split is actually for Goya. It's more about, um, Goya and Rosalind Mm -hmm. because, you know, and it loves this love story. This is the, you know, the heroine's journey can be a lot of things, but this is a love story that is following the heroine's journey. And when you are, you know, getting married to someone you're marrying into their family and therefore Rosalind is already from you know the symbols that we've seen is already her mom so they have to heal that and this is like you said this is a bigger the bigger message is about uh feminine wisdom being handed down uh even if it's like learning from my mistakes quote unquote like that's Mm -hmm. also really really important and to not to to know that there is wisdom in the fact that we all come from the same species, you know, like, yeah, yeah, you know, totally. we are all of made of the same stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, uh, Sita Topoli said, I don't know if anyone else commented on Goya's pink shirt and the label, the clothing line is earth pronounced earth. Um, it is a clothing store in Thailand. No, I, I sometimes bring up like the brands, et cetera. If there's like symbolic meaning behind it, which there always is. And sometimes I just can't find Uh what the, what the brand is, especially for Goya's stuff. Uh Um, It's much easier with the, with the four boys. 
Oh, that's so true. Yeah. 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 I, um, this comment had a lot more, uh, explanation uh so sita went into kind of the meaning of earth uh that they found online which was really helpful and it's kind of what you think it would be it's a lot of you know caring for humanity and all of that mm-hmm. um however uh, i did i did want to point out that earth spelled u-r-t-h which is not very different from this particular spelling is another way uh as another spelling for the norse god of fate the norse goddess of fate mind Mm. you so it's a another goddess uh you know reference it's crazy that we're getting a lot of these but the norse goddess of of fate and i believe that's the kissing shirt that we're talking about so that's interesting (laughs) (laughs) um and then hufflin puffs said Rosalind made me so and then a bunch of angry face emojis this episode she played so dirty and how she was willing to win by any means even dropping the c card yeah the most diabolical play than any other version like wtf lady also with Rosalind, her name means pretty slash beautiful rose and often these roses have thorns i keep imagining with her her thorns have overshadowed the beauty of the rose now growing into thorny vines and those vines are snaking around the prince like in sleeping beauty to keep him sequestered away from the heroine who wants to save him <sighs> i was so happy you brought this up because i kind of forgot about that imagery i kind of forgot about that in terms of the fairy tale of it all yeah because we're so focused on like you know goya's journey and she's not uh she's not sleeping beauty she's not asleep you know she's not ignorant she has her own heroine's journey that she's going on um but she's not waiting in the tower for him to rescue her exactly but she is needing to be awoken it's a different thing yeah yeah and that's why we like looking at it this way right because uh you have like the hero's journey you have the heroine's journey uh that are different and when you have them together you get analogs of different myths and different stories and different fairy tales going on and they're affecting each other a certain way so you can have you can have these references to both sleeping beauty but also not have goya actually be a damsel in distress like it's okay to have both of these things happening. Yeah, and and primarily what's happening in both of these journeys is because they're falling in love at the same time or in the course of the same journey, mm-hmm. they're also falling in love with the pieces of themselves that are they see in the other person's eyes. Exactly. That's kind of like one of the major things like in Sleeping Beauty it's it's a metaphor for being awoken and falling in love with yourself, Mm -hmm. right? The, the, the masculine aspects of yourself that you haven't uh, ever seen before the power, the ability Mm -hmm. to go and fight dragons and go through thorny briars. Right. Right. Yeah. The, right. The strength that she sees in him to overcome such a powerful adversary and, and magically, her. yeah, I'm magically yeah. awoken by a case's symbolism to be like, ah, uh, you've been broken out of the spell that you were under. Right. And now you have that power with that mate. 
like there's no other way you can look at it in a modern lens Mm -hmm. (laughs) without it being problematic and story is not problematic on its own it's only a lens by which we can view our own psychology Mm -hmm. yeah exactly we might talk more about that (laughs) yeah there's a bunch of this this episode is before we get into this like we talk about it every episode now because it is so important especially as we're getting close to the end right like people feel especially Mm -hmm. now that they're viewing well 15 out of 16 episodes Mm -hmm. right so we're talking about 7.5 eighths of yeah of the show right they're they're able to see the full archetypical structure of what Tom and Goya have gone through and a lot of people are like wow this really reminds me of yes 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 people are making a lot of uh parallels or like jumping to wait this this is like that one time in you know uh Fern Gully or in Moana or in Frozen um or in Kung Fu Panda or in, <laughs> like there was a lot of talk about that today which I thought was really interesting because what these stories have in common is that they're pulling on the same threads of not only hero's journey stuff not only like Campbell because yeah. Disney is heavily inspired by Campbellian storytelling yep but also uh with Murdoch's heroine's journey and it's like Disney is also heavily inspired by Murdoch's heroine's journey as like all of the executives in the late 90s had to read the book right right that's That's documented it's like yeah that still blows my mind um yeah and a lot of but you see it really heavily in Frozen 1 and 2 right Frozen 2 like they both are in different caves yeah. at the same time at their lowest point and then discover their own internal power. Exactly. Right. So, so, but yeah. why, why is this all the same? <laughs> Cause it's not, it's not like, yeah, parallels of course, mm. but it's because it's following human psychology. Yes. This feels good mm-hmm. it's because satisfying. it speaks to a lower part of our brain yeah needs to hear it it's it speaks to something that's happening under the surface and everyone like everyone mm-hmm. can relate to this all over the world from any culture and it's not you know it's not just campbell right because campbell is a guy no. who was in you know he's like he was just in taking the West stories and-, and then interpreting them right into a structure and and you and i will like disagree with much of some of what Campbell says <laughs> in, in how he says it or what his interpretation of it is. So that's yeah. where like you and I explore Murdoch or we explore folklore or we yes. explore other people who also talk about this because although like people have their own interpretations, it gets back to the same thing, which is that humans are telling effectively mythology to mm-hmm. themselves. And mythology, personalized mythology, is just the stories that we tell about our own experiences. And so when that's fictionalized, Mm -hmm. it's a mythology that speaks to all of us individually. And then we're able to 
see the seeds of those stories as a reflection of our own experiences. Right. Yeah. We're able to understand if, especially if you open your mind to it, like, you know, I can't relate to these characters realistically. Like, I don't know yeah. like how, what it is to be in their world. I didn't have those experiences, you know, at their age. And, but you can relate to little nuggets. You can relate, like you said, like to certain seeds of it. And that's because we're all a part of the human experience. And this journey is relatable in that we're all going to have uh, trials, trials, challenges, confronting of a mother-in-law, you know, going through a trial where it feels like a life or death situation that really makes us reevaluate how we've thought about ourselves and the world we live in. Yep. And when we look back on our life, we're going to tell a story to ourselves and others about what it meant to us. Yeah. Yep. Totally. All right. So where is Tom on his journey right now? Last week we talked about him being in the refusal of the return because now he has all this power and because he was rejected by Goya again, he decides to just stay there. Like uh, he had all these plans to bring the elixir back to the community, but he decides that he's going to stay where he's at. And that is what the refusal of the return is usually about. Um, But in this episode, he is pulled from that with the forcibly. Yeah, forcibly. (laughs) He's pulled through the next threshold with the help of his friends who remind him, um, you know, what life is all about and what is the most important thing. Um, And the lesson that he had learned before, they remind him of that lesson and it brings him through the return threshold. And the reason I have both of these next steps uh, circled is, and Reclaire and I were talking about this before we started recording, was that these things are kind of happening at the same time because the rescue from without when you're saved by your community, that is, you know, how, you know, that's proof that you are affecting people and that your journey is important and your lessons that you're learning are important and the things that you have learned are rubbing off on other people. Yeah. And those it's people. often in the form of a pep talk or like yeah. an intervention. Yeah. Exactly like how this happened or a rescue because former villains turned into allies. Yeah, exactly. Right? Something yeah. like that where your interference in the world and your journey has now caused others to grow too. Right. Right. Why yep. is this important? Because it's proof it's like, well, it's, it's, this is a part of bringing the elixir back. This is a part of changing and healing the whole of the community. And they could not have been more explicit. They were, they were extremely explicit with this. (laughs) Yeah. 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 No, they, they were extremely explicit with the concept that if you put love, compassion, and like caring for others genuinely mm-hmm. out into the universe, it will heal others. And then everybody will grow because of it. We can change the world. Like, we can change the world. Hello. So like <laughs> we've talked about how this show is like a fairy tale. And like last 
week, it felt like we finally got like an epiphany. Like I was like, what if it's like a fairy tale for Thailand? Yeah. And like, yeah, it is. It is. Yeah. And we got like, we got that confirmation this week and I'm, I'm shook. Sometimes mm-hmm. the, the return threshold is not really so much of a step as just like the space between two steps. Yeah. Right. Like he's kind of at the refusal of the return this episode at the beginning mm-hmm. and then saved by the community. Right. Like, so, yes. so it's yes. just like, like literally him being tied up and like breaking out of those bonds was the threshold. Right. Because he also like the staying up all night to write plan B, um, that's kind of the elixir. Um, yeah. But, but I, I want to say, cause we don't really know exactly what's going to happen in the next episode. There could be more to that. There could be more yeah. that comes from the amnesia stuff. And with, uh, the fact that we know Goya is not going to stand for that. She's going to bring him back from, from that, from his lost mm-hmm. memories. That's also rescue from without. And we talked yeah, about mm-hmm. if he, if he reverts to being a jerk, which I like traditionally in the manga, he doesn't, mm. he, his personality is like forever changed at this point. Right. It's just, he doesn't remember Goya. Right. He is a better person. He loves F4 but he doesn't remember Goya. Right. It's like she didn't exist. Mm -hmm. So Uh, the challenge, the challenge that she faces is entirely hers, mm -hmm. which fits with the heroine's journey. Yeah. So let's go to that. Yeah. Yeah. I made this, you know, um, argument that the reason why the amnesia stuff has to happen is because he has fought for her for so so many times for this whole show and she hasn't really had a chance to fight for him, like to really be like, no, we're going to be together, whether you like it or not. Right? <laughs> she hasn't yeah. had a chance to do that. And so this is going to be her ability to do that. And where oh, man, at- the manga, the manga has some like heartbreaking stuff. Like she tells him that he loves her and, and he's like, I hate women like you. Yeah, I remember that. Like there's a lot of that. that. And it's like in some of the versions too. Yeah. And it's like it's very hard. It is. And there's so we'll also see, like the mm-hmm. subplot where a girl tries to like yeah. be his like and he girlfriend. likes her a little bit more. Yeah. There's yeah. that's another fake fake. Who knows? Whatever, I don't yeah. know if they have time to do that. <laughs> no, I, I don't think so. Yeah, they won't. Uh, but the, it's going to be interesting what they choose to do in terms of mm-hmm. how he's going to treat her. Um, but she's at where, where she's at right now on her journey. Uh, last week, she was descent on her descent to the goddess within because she confronted the dark, mo- the dark mother with Rosalyn. Um, and th- then she tumbled further into her inner feminine where she goes back home. We talked about how she's carrying her little sprout on her shoulder on the train and she takes that home to grow. And it's funny because on the train, I think she was wearing like black and gray and she goes home yeah. and she's wearing green at home a yeah. lot, which means that she really did. She's digging back into the, into the earth and trying to grow. And that's her reconnecting with the feminine. And she has uh typically we, we get, it's not 
always a realization, like it's not like an apotheosis necessarily, like there is in the hero's journey, but it is a realization of sorts. And that's, that happens with her discovering her inner power, her understanding her inner power. And that's when she's shown the video of Tom and it's told to her that this all is because of her, like the change in everyone, Lita and uh, Mira, Tom, it's all because of her. Explicit. Yeah. (laughs) So explicit. This is the power that you have Goya that's shown to her by Ren. And then uh, obviously the next part is the healing and reclaiming, testing your inner power. Um, and that's when you kind of have to make do with the, the, all these things that you've learned in your journey so far. Yeah. And that's when she goes back, she goes back to Bangkok to face Tom again. And you can just see it in her face that she's confident and she's ready and she believes in herself. She believes in her self-worth for probably the first time in the show <laughs> yeah she she believes in herself and and like there is like some final testing right because she has to there's going to be a confrontation with Rosalind, right so that'll right. be more of the healing and reclaiming yes and then healing of tom which is he- healing the wounded masculine literally everything and yep. re- reminding him of the journey that they've been on exactly. and then we'll get a beautiful denouement for both mm-hmm We'll yeah. It, so yeah. I, I wanted to ask you mm-hmm. about like, so traditionally, like she comes in touch with her own internal power, which has been there the whole time. And to use the frozen parallel. Yeah. <laughs> totally. Right. So uh, Elsa's power has been this like, you know, mm-hmm. um, out of control goddess power of ice, but honest power is actually the power of love and it was always that sisterly love and it was always there the time through the time but she she was able to remind Elsa of that sisterly love Mm -hmm. through the course of the adventure that's just basically what happened right right so what is Goya's power (laughs) right yeah she grows people Mm -hmm. she helps them grow and more mythically she is the only one that can grow the non-changing celestials these these powerful people these star children yeah. like she grew mira she grew lita she grew all of the f4 mm. and they all see that yeah no one else can grow them she can grow them she's not really good at a lot else unfortunately <laughs> certainly not growing or managing the orchard Right. She's trying so hard, but that's not where her particular gardening skills actually lie. She's good at gardening meter meteors. Yes, exactly. That's the point. Yeah. And it's so fairy tale. Mm -hmm. Like you're digging in the wrong soil. You should be digging in celestial soil. It's even off in this episode. Yeah, it is. It is. And they make it very clear that- (sighs) wait a second. Like, cause she's like, I'm not going to go back. I'm not going back. And then she, as soon as she sees that, as soon as she understands her power and realizes it for the first time, she she's has like, to go back. I have to go back. Yeah. I'm the gardener to the stars. Like, yep. it's, like <laughs> it's like, we haven't said it yet. So I'm just, what is this show? <laughs> what the heck is this show? I cursed what? a lot with like, that it's, today. <laughs> it's like, it's, it, it gets like, 
you're like, am I crazy? No, the show is just like it's this. So crazy. It's so crazy. Yeah, I, I was losing my mind today. This this one really <laughs> just God, this is got so crazy. It really got me. All right. Let's dig into the episode. So oh, we got this like amazing, amazing, like ah, this, like she's on the ground, she's like fighting, and then he shows up and is like, oh, this fake out. Okay. I was like, he's not really there. I yeah. knew it. I thought that but, too. Yeah. Like I I just know what they've done in past versions, right? It's right. never him that makes it. No, no, he right? doesn't really show up. And also it's funny because we see later a better shot of this vision that she has of him and he's wearing that, but the banana shirt, the yeah. half and half shirt. Um, and I mean, I love that she sees him in this outfit. It's great. But also I wanted to point out that that's why uh, two had that video yeah. of because he was bright. there like yeah Tom like our bright was there but yep. he wasn't bright it was a vision of bright which they yeah. haven't used too many visions of no things like there's a lot in the manga mm-hmm. and a lot in some of the other versions but this was good and um I love that he's wearing his animal skin yep yeah she's like I need I need that I need, I that need monster I need the powerful beast to protect me and like, who doesn't give honey badger don't care. He, she needed <laughs> like, right. Like she's like, I need the Tom who will show up, even though I've told him to not show up. Yeah. Exactly. Honey badger don't care. Yeah. No, you broke him. Goya. You broke him. Yeah. Poor, poor baby. Yeah. yeah she says, I never, I never escaped the trouble. Like she tried to get as far as far away as she could from all of that and She's kind of has that vision and she's like, I never really escaped at all. And again, this is sort of a fake out, but the meaning still stands that Goya attracts trouble. (laughs) Yeah, no, she does. Yeah. And it's because she isn't in the right place. Mm -hmm. Like what we've talked about, how when you're a star bride, Mm -hmm. as soon as you're going to be a star bride, you're already a star bride. And so the normal world is no longer right for you right right you don't belong there you belong you, in yeah. the sky yeah yeah oh so. the neverland let's talk about the, the neverland. neverland yes uh randomly you know. we talked about mm-hmm. peter pan symbolism yep in one last cry yeah, in our deep dive of One Last Cry, the music video, the OST music video, we talked about it and we were talking about, I think the context was that we were talking about how Goya is like windy and how the, the with the window symbolism and yeah. how the, uh, the, the singer in that, in that music video, there's like the window and she sings out of the window and it's like waiting for someone to come and take her just like with Wendy and yeah, Peter which Pan. Is- is all just like the whole concept of, of Peter Pan is cusp of adulthood and you're yeah. not willing to grow up and really do what you need to do. And then there's a lot of symbolism around, you know, the forbidden, scary Captain Hook and uh, mm-hmm. sexual desires as a young woman versus the Peter Pan and the lost boys and like the playing pretend of being married and taking care of the family and yep. things like that. And Yep. The concept of Neverland is when you go there, you never have to grow up. 
Yeah. And I feel like with the Neverland, this is so funny because it does kind of show up randomly. Like we haven't really seen Peter Mm -mm. Pan symbology before in the show, at least not like this like overtly yeah overtly but to me you know the fact that they're showing the the different worlds and whatnot is that the whichever world you're living in that is keeping you from progressing is your neverland yeah and you can learn in neverland with the help of allies with the help of friends that Mm -hmm. you can't adventures and adventures you can learn there that you can't stay there forever yeah but that's ultimately the lesson you have to learn in neverland is that you can't stay in Neverland. Yeah. And they, this goes for both Goya and Tom, is that she's in this lush, beautiful landscape, the countryside, and he's in this cold corporate ro- world in the concrete jungle, and they are both in Neverland. Mm-hmm. And they have to be told, like, you can't stay here. You have to find your own way. You have to find your own world together going forward. So... And your concept of being adult is childish. Yeah. Oh, and that's, yeah. Both of right? them. It's, Both of it's them. the pretend adults, like what yep. Peter Pan and, and Wendy, Wendy do mm-hmm. in Neverland. Exactly. They pretend to be adults instead of being adults. Yep. They play house. Wendy tells the lost boys stories and takes care of them mm-hmm. and peter goes out and has adventures and then comes home to wendy darling right like it's just like it's not it's not fully realized adulthood exactly yeah yeah and i would say that um in terms of like the like which analogs are which i think that peter pan in this story is actually more like Ren for Goya so like Goya's Peter Pan is like Ren in this episode yes Ren let me stay here with you offered to build a family and a home in this place where she didn't have to grow up exactly um yeah but with Tom Tom is like Thomas Tom Thomas Tom yeah like Thomas yeah but yeah the Neverland symbolism stuff is really kind of shocking and kind of fascinating <laughs> yeah i mean it's it's as shocking as tulip mania yes it came up it, it's just odd that we had already talked about this yeah <laughs> like, it's just weird. funny um again that goes back to her point earlier when we were talking about you know parallels like, yeah we were we were looking at parallels for that music video uh but the that music video had symbology from the show and when these kinds of things are tapping into our subconscious, that's, we're reminded of other stories that yeah. are also doing that stories that impacted us and stories that have stuck with us in those ways. So yeah. And made formative memories and influenced us. Yeah, um, totally. What did you think of shooting star as the inter- instrumental piano and strings version? Oh, it was so good, but it was also like in retrospect, cause I didn't know what to think about it like at that moment but in retrospect I feel like it's uh childish like Hmm. like a like almost like a nursery version yeah of the song yeah it feels kind of like a lullaby or like a Mm. children's story yeah something it was really interesting I I know we had heard it before and sometimes they play up the strings yeah but with the piano it made it more 
childlike mm-hmm. and um when the, when you use strings in piano it feels very raw mm-hmm. and yeah i i like the use of it because one thing that we you know discovered when we deep dived into shooting stars the ost mm-hmm. is that it's entirely about goya yeah <laughs> even though it is sung by f4 it's all about how they're there Mm-hmm. Because they need her to help them grow. Yeah. And the more she grows, the more they grow. It's really interesting. Mm-hmm. So I was like, this is the perfect choice. In some ways, I kind of wish we had Who Am I consistently through the show. But I'm mm. good with how they've changed it up. Yeah. they. It, it's like prepping us for the story that's about to come. Like, yeah. They're saying like, this is about the shooting star the shooting star is goya and goya realizing she can't stay in neverland forever and like it's yeah it's they're saying all of this through the title and through the title sequence it's bizarre i i have no doubt it's going to be who am i in the end episode because of the amnesia arc oh that would be interesting yeah because wait is this the well that's i mean that's the one they always play though but yeah no but i mean i have no (laughs) doubt about it because it's literally like Tom saying, who am I? Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. It is, it is like the climax of the show and like the point of yeah. the show. And this is just accentuated because of the amnesia. Oh my God. I just realized that it's like full circle. Like who mm-hmm. am I figuratively? And then literally who am I? Yeah. That's where the show is going to end. That's what I, I mean, was trying to say. The last conflict. Yeah, sorry. I'm like, I'm, I was putting it together. Like as oh. you were saying it, I was like, wait a second. This is the whole point of the show. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Who? Like, why didn't we think, why didn't we talk about that before? Like defending the amnesia plot. There you go. There's the defense. That's the entire point of the whole show. It's like the, the, the final point conflict. of, yeah, that he can find himself in amongst all of this change and, and it can become who true who truthfully who he is mm. who are you even when you don't remember anything oh this is gonna be so good all right anyways anyways yeah back to, back so to the episode we get this idyllic version of the countryside mm-hmm. which is cute and we get like but no it's exhausting it's ex- exhausting she's like double exhaustion triple exhaustion i am so exhausted um, and she is doing a lot. She's doing the hard work, but she's also doing the smart work for her family. She's doing yeah. the handling of the money. Um, she's got like the big calculator where she's like, wait a second, you're overcharging us. Um, getting then, them out of problems. Yep. Getting them out of, do they show her changing a light bulb? <laughs> like they, and she's doing everything for everyone. Yeah. Um, and she, and it reminds us a lot about the time, the time when, she was doing everything for Tom. Um, yeah. So she hasn't escaped any of her problems, really. My, my question for you is, was, was the family okay without her? No. I think they were totally, like, lying every time they video called her. And they're like, you're fine. You stay at school. And everything's fine. Like, absolutely not. They were trying to let her stay kind of in ignorance yeah she also chose not to go to school yeah to fix their problems yeah it should never be a kid's responsibility to fix their parents problems well that's a big thing with um we might have talked about this before but you know 
older daughters, you know, that's a, that's mm-hmm. a huge thing. It's in all of our myths, uh, yep. that older daughters always have the responsibility of taking care of not only the other children, but their own parents in a lot of cases, like yeah. all of the responsibility is put on them because, uh, girls are supposed to be smart. Um, and they're supposed to be responsible and they're supposed to understand the needs of others and how to care for others. Like it's expected of them to take care of their families. Whereas if you have like an older son, they're not expected to do the same thing. They're expected to go out into the world and work and then give money back to their family later. But girls, they're expected to take care of the the home. So, Mm -hmm. so yeah, that's something you'll see in a lot of stories, but she, she basically, oh. there's talking about money. Yeah. And you can't see it in any of these shots except for a little bit as she leans onto Glacko. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, her shirt says survived, survived in beige and then green. Yeah, that's right. I wrote that one down too, because she's just surviving, right? Mm-hmm. Like she's not, she's not thriving. She's not learning. She's not She's growing. She's, you know, in her own way, but she is essentially surviving. Yeah. Um, and they talk about the how they're pawning things off for extra money and they're really just barely getting by. And she's like, you know, you should sell my stuff. Mm-hmm. And her mom's like, absolutely not. You got to keep your school uniforms, like just in case you need to go back home to school like they she believes that Goya is not done with yeah and and to me that's like like keeping the school uniform is Mm -hmm. just proof that her mom realizes she actually hasn't grown up yet yeah Yeah. like you still need to graduate i.e become an adult Mm -hmm. and you're not quite there yet but like now Cause she was in the same class as like Jane and the other mean girls and mm-hmm. Haning. She hasn't graduated cause she's a year behind. Yeah. And she, yeah, she's going to have to like catch up and stuff, which I was thinking about that today. And I'm like, Oh, we are going to probably just end this, but they might do a time jump, but yeah, we'll see. Well, she's in her uniform. I don't again. think they're going to, um, there's a shot of her in her uniform. Are you talking about in the, oh, like, oh, for that? Yeah, I think that that's going to happen, but I think they're going to also do a time jump. But... I think they'll do a time jump as well to show, like, she went back to school. Yeah, I hope so. Um... Or maybe while he has amnesia, she's in school. So we find out that her aunt had, like, run up debts and then run away. Yeah. Yeah, also I wanted to point out that uh, Goya has emotionally isolated herself from her family. Yeah. Um, so she's not telling them what is actually going on inside of her. And when, uh, in Murdoch's heroine's journey, like she talks about how women isolate themselves from loved ones, whenever they're going through this particular part of their journey and they have to like, they have to like a lot of women go through like bouts of depression in a, in a way, like they isolate mm-hmm. themselves and they work really, really hard, but they essentially like don't talk to people about what's happening inside. And it's only when they're able to really work through the pain and embrace the pain and cry and like really just allow all their emotions to come out. That's when they're able to finally connect with other people again. Um, 
and that's exactly what happens with Goya. But so then we have, yeah, the realization that the ant swindled the whole village. Um, this is huge foreshadowing yeah. of mm-hmm. Rosalind and her actions and how that led to violence. Oh, it is. Yeah, you're right. Because it's the same reaction, right? Like the mm-hmm. village is swindled of money mm-hmm. and their reaction is to go and take the money back or be violent against the family, even if it's not the same person. Yeah. she Her solution to all this is she's going to go on the internet and look for quick loans, which is quick terrible loans. idea. Terrible idea. Um, and her and her brother... Do you want to talk about um, her, yeah. her shirt? Yeah, well, she's yeah. wearing actually the black rose shirt again in red, it's, which says hate. It's the Tom shirt. It's the it's, the beast shirt or something. I, yeah, yeah right? Like, yeah, it's his, well, it's the one she wore before the date with Tom to the, to the zoo. It's the one she puts on when she's like ready to confront something. Like, yes. She has to problem yeah. solve. She puts on this one she, when she has to problem solve and she's inspired by Tom's like power. power. Yeah. 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 Like I, this is like my beast shirt. It's, it's bizarre, <laughs> it but is. her brother Glacko is wearing a monkey D Laffy or straw hat Laffy shirt, mm-hmm. which is also hilarious. Cause in the same episode, the zoo episode, uh, Tom in his red outfit wore like a straw hat, like safari hat. And everyone compared him to straw hat Laffy yeah. from one piece. Like, yeah, people brought that up in our comments a, this a is, few times, a few times. This is, this is too meta. Yeah. Like it's very weird. Like they both need Tom there and he's there, but not like, yeah, it's weird. It is weird. <laughs> yeah. And, and like, she's still stressing about stuff because she doesn't have anyone to lean on and just like emotionally support her. Yeah. Like, cause she doesn't rely on her family and like, she's missing her community, mm-hmm. right. Which is like the next part she's mi- and her extended family and the people that, cause like her family's important to her, but it's not enough. Right. Exactly. It's not enough because uh, yeah, she's not doing what she needs to do for herself. Um, so yeah, we get that video of the flower shop. Like people are like, is this him? Is this him being kidnapped? Like last week when they saw this, they fooled us. <laughs> no, I know, but she's just upset because she can't be with the people that genuinely she loves. Like, yeah. like she loves her family again, but she's not growing with them. She grows with her extended family or expanded family F4 Haning and Uncle Ga. Like, yeah. Yeah. And I also wanted to bring up that something also happens here musically that has not happened before. Um, and it will not happen again, at least in, in this episode. Um, there's that really, really low clarinet mm. that plays in the background during this scene. And typically, like I even, I kind of like looked it up cause I'm not really good at like musical theory, but I know this sound and I was like, I recognize the sound. This is a very, you know, old technique. And I found a composer talking about it where he was saying that this is, this is very like melancholy. Mm. And it also means like, it, it also feels ironic 
So what's happening in the scene, it's supposed to feel like, you know, you don't feel very good about it, but you don't really know why. And you know that things are like wrong, but it's also, it, it's a pleasant sound. So it's not hor- it's not horrific or anything like that, but it doesn't make you feel good. It makes you feel concerned and confused. Mm. And it's a very old technique and you typically find it in like, you know, eighties and prior, <laughs> you don't really find it in like modern movie making or modern shows. It's an old sound. So I just thought that was really cool that we got something musically that we haven't gotten before. So, right. I, but- I love that. Cause, um, music, I- hits us on a level that's similar to symbolism yes it does yeah sound design music it hits us in a place that like we're not expecting yeah and this one hit me hard like I was like this is weird like this is like my childhood movies that I watched when I was a kid like it didn't feel like Mm. anything new it felt very old and nostalgic um so yeah, I, I, and at first I thought it was, I thought it was an, an oboe or something, but I looked it up and it was like a lower, a really low register clarinet. Um, so yeah. The, the oboe is the closest thing to the human voice. Yeah. I thought it was like a, I thought the oboe was like somehow like lower, hmm. but it's not, it's the clarinet can go really low. I don't know. But anyways, yes. <laughs> uh, yeah. It shows how much I know, but I learned something. but yeah we get the the two extremes right yes the fact that we see there's like a zoom out of her being in that in that lush jungle which we talked about before and then they cut to the concrete jungle that tom is in um and where we go back with with bryn facing him and trying to Hmm. convince him to care about goya oh my god this scene was so good this was so good. I was so good. Good God. I was like, okay. The, it, and, and they're fighting. Like when they fight, it is yeah. hot. Like it is hot. Yes. I do is killing it. Like oh, I'm, yeah. I'm shocked all the time at like how good everybody is. Yeah. And like, like Tom is justified insane like she's the one who like walked away dude like why are you here why are you bothering me with this thing that I've put like nowhere far behind me because I think about her every day uh yeah you know and then he says like there's nothing left and that really like like stuck with me because he's trying to convince Ren Mm -hmm. that he is the monster and there's none of this human stuff left like nope nothing of Goya is here you do not see Goya anywhere in my world anymore she is gone yep you also hear uh like the snakes in the grass yeah here it's kind of like sand in an hourglass you also hear uh heartbeat yeah heartbeat too so there's like a lot of that similar sound it it's sometimes sand in a argos and then sometimes there's like a more of a shh like back yeah. and forth it was both I was like well because like, sometimes how they do that is 
they actually have like sand on a screen and they, they tip it one way and it makes like a constant sand. And then they sometimes will move it back and forth and it creates the shh, like it's kind of like moving. Mm-hmm. So they, mm-hmm. they did both, which is, it's both sand right. and steak. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I didn't even which, think about the, the sand thing. I saw, I think doodle doodle on Twitter pointed out and I was like, <gasps> time symbolism. Like, <laughs> Yeah, yeah, and time about it. Yeah, which Tia calls him time. I yeah, that bothered me because <laughs> we've been working so hard to call him Tom. Yeah, this whole series except for the first episode, and now she's like time. I'm like, <laughs> right? But you can be both, I guess. Fine. Um, it was very strange. <laughs> it's, very, it's really, really threw me every single time. I was like, stop saying his name. You got to stop. Cause I, cause like, this is really bothering me. <laughs> oh goodness. But, but he, he says, yeah. uh, uh, Rin says, or no. Yeah. So Tom says, uh, haven't you seen my new world, my new world? It has nothing to do with her. And then Rin spits back like basically is that so like is her world world really not connected to yours and then we cut to um exactly what he means by that which is that the economy is being affected by what tom's doing he owns the market she's trying to sell fruit in yeah yeah like it's dude you cannot it's like the key thing is is that no matter how far Goya went away, unless she left Thailand, which would mean like she kind of left the fairy tale. Yeah. She's going to be affected by you. Exactly. And she spills uh, the pineapples, the basket oh, the with pineapples. pineapples. Or like if somebody, yeah, he throws it. The guy throws it. Yeah. And the, the, the funny thing here is like, I actually had in my emoji guess a basket, right? Yeah. Because, like, baskets are really symbolic of, like, harvests and goddesses and feminine energy Mm -hmm. and feminine goddesses. And, you know, they're receptacles. They hold things. But baskets are, you know, weaved typically by women. Basket weaving is, like, a big, you know, thing that women pass down in ancient Mm -hmm. cultures. And it's all always associated with, like, this kind of goddess type of thing. And the fact that this man tosses it and and empties the basket of pineapples which are associated often with royalty and associated yep. like especially it's a callback to meteor garden 2018 yep to Del and meteor garden 2018 and him being a pineapple head yeah so it's just again just hitting home like all the symbolism that we've seen before and just telling Goya that like this isn't Jeez. the only time in this episode alone that they make reference to Tom mm-hmm. being a version of the past, like <laughs> version of him. Like he's related right. to these other past like versions. So I actually think that choosing pineapples was purposeful. Oh, I agree. To tie to Meteor yeah. Garden 2018, I mainly agree. because the market itself's name. Yeah. Yeah. They're yeah. like, they're they're not ignorant of this. Like they know, they know what mm-hmm. a pineapple means to Hanayori Dango fans. We're like, uh, <laughs> oh, a bucket full of Tom. Yeah. <laughs> it, it, a basket, a basket full of Tom. Like it's yeah. so, it's so purposeful 
the symbolism it's so interesting she, she can't hold her basket it's not yeah yeah so it's her again she's trying like that basket is representative of her she's trying to you know come into contact with that feminine power again she's trying to like reclaim it and understand it better and all of that it's also uh ties to like ancient wisdom stuff that we were talking about with the dark mother confrontation yep Yep. like if you like sometimes weaving or singing or healing is reconnecting with the ancient wisdom yep of the past exactly and we know that she's doing that through her harvesting and through her hard work she is reconnecting with the ancient wisdom of the past because she's doing everything by hand Um, she explains that to Ren later, like, this isn't a farm stay. Like we don't have technology to help us. We don't have hands to help us. Like we're just doing all, this is all manual labor. And therefore you have to know where to find the right fruit and you have to know how to pick the right fruit and Mm -hmm. to understand how to traverse the waterways. Like all of this is ancient wisdom. So yeah, very cool. Very purposeful. Um, and the, also, I wanted to point out that um, Tom clearly chose because there was a lot of theories going on throughout the week, which, you know, I love. I love all of them. I liked and shared all of them and was a part of the discussion. It's really fun. Uh, but I, you know, there's a lot of talk about the fact that like Tom had a plan and Tom was maybe Tom, you know, didn't maybe he wasn't regressing as much as it seemed like he was like maybe i i always thought that he would deny going with ren because that's like an important thing right and and there were some there's some ideas like maybe even if he did deny it he still had a plan like in the in the working like in the making um i mean i i feel like it's important for his character to regress to this point again because that's where he Mm -hmm. was on his journey and i think that's a really incredibly important especially with the messaging that pulls him out wouldn't have been as impactful if he hadn't been as far down as he was yeah exactly I mean that doesn't mean that he didn't know what to do that's very fairy tale right like that's like now that you have sort of been healed or brought back Mm -hmm. you know what to do yeah yeah we'll talk about like parallels the cows come home but the biggest one for me is um princess bride yeah so he's he's literally dead Mm -hmm. and he's brought back to life by like the healer guy right and then they go show up at the castle he can't even walk he's (laughs) like well we could get in there if we had a holocaust cloak and a wheelbarrow and blah 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 like he has the plan in him he just <laughs> needs to have the will to enact it it's just exactly was he secretly working on confronting his mother this whole time he thought about it but he didn't exactly and and that's mj says it later he's like we know that you know how to how to overcome your mom we know because mm-hmm. they trust him and they understand that he is smart and powerful, but yeah, I wanted to say that, um, he's probably like stewed with this memory. Like we saw that with the previous episode where he's like in the, in the bathroom. And, yeah. yeah. Um, he, th- this memory is stewed in him this whole time for a, almost a year. 
that if Goya gave up on him for money, then the world must just all be about money and power. Yeah. Yeah. So that one of those sad realizations, you're like the only way that people will value anything about things is if they spend money on it. Exactly. And if, if Goya of all people, of all people did that, then nothing mm-hmm. really matters. And and even when he's faced with the idea that Goya didn't accept the money, he was like, it doesn't matter because at the end of the day, she rejected me. Yeah. She dumped me. Like it doesn't matter. So he's, again, I just wanted to point it out because he, this is, this has been pushing him down for so long that it's going to take a bit for him to get out of it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I like that. No, it's great. And then he's like, what do you want? I want you two to be happy. (laughs) Yeah. And it's important, although I don't know if we'll, we may still get like a Ren, like standing in the way of Goya, Mm. like moment in the future. We kind of got that here. I think it's been resolved. I feel like it's been resolved. Yeah, he's like, if you choose the wrong path, I mm-hmm. won't step aside again. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. Yep. So, so that was sort of like what I was expecting. Yes. Yes. Exactly. I, I was very happy with. We this. didn't get like, the bus, but no, we kind of got the bus. The bus, but yet is the bridge. Yeah. No, I. I know yeah. it's just, but we also like, I wanted this and we didn't really get it, but we kind of got it. Like, I gotcha. I gotcha. It's interesting. Yeah, totally. Again, the way that they kind of shove things together and, and modify it is super interesting. Uh, efficient. but yeah, efficient, <laughs> efficient storytelling. Um, and then Tom kind of bites back at him and is like, if you care about her so much, like, you know, why don't you go after her? And I love that Rand punches him in the face because mm-hmm. it's really hot. And Tom, Oh, you had a slide it. for this. Yeah. Sorry. sorry. I was ahead. Uh, and yeah. And that's what he says. Um, remember what I told you, if you go down this path, I'm, you know, going to stand in, I'm, I'm not going to step aside anymore. Yeah. Um, and then he throws the papers on the table as like, don't do something you'll regret. Like that's like his last, like, <laughs> I just love it. I love the way he throws the papers on the table. Like, do you're killing it. Yeah. Amazing. Um, and then we get him like sneak it out, right? He, or he leaves and, right. and we get sneaking by the, by the door, like, or yep. nearby we have Rosalind, which you don't have a <laughs> shot of, but like, she's like, oh, is he leaving with you do I need to no she's just like she's like watching she's like okay everything's fine everything's fine (laughs) no she that that enters doubt into her mind you think so I didn't I didn't read doubt I didn't read doubt uh because of how she reacts later Mm. interesting all right we'll talk about that when we get to it interesting um yeah so then we go back to Goya and the fact that there is now an angry mob around her home (laughs) that is asking for payment and it's 200,000 baht, which is almost 6,000 US dollars, just for some like context. Um, Yeah. A lot of money. And she says, I don't even know if we could pay that back in this lifetime. That's how much money it is. And one of the guys and the, and the mob says like, cause they're talking about the fact that she has a rich boyfriend yeah who what told them that the dad I think it was the dad I think it was Goya's dad like traditionally it's the mom in the story he just looks so much more guilty whenever <laughs> they say it 
He's like, oops. Yeah. And then they're like, oh, we'll get in there. And she remembers the necklace. We see the necklace in the house, like yeah. on a table. And she's like, no. It's so epic. And she's like, oh no, I have to protect this. Like this, this thing, which she's been holding on to that she will not pawn off. Like they talked about pawning off her, her uniforms, but she is like, I'm not going to get rid of this necklace. Like, even though it probably could feed her family for like months, mm-hmm. you know? Um, but she's like, no, I'm going to, I'm going to save this. You can't have and, this. Yeah. It's like probably pretty expensive. Cause some of the things that some of the jewelry that Tom has previously bought her mm-hmm. has been like over a million bought. And so yeah, it's definitely, it's definitely up there. It probably will pay the debt. Yeah. It would pay off the debt. Yeah. 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 I so, think so. Yeah. But she, yeah, she tries to protect it. And then we go to the question of like the whole, the whole fake out thing of, you know, where's Tom? Tom's not at the meeting. I call this the red herring edit. Yeah. This is definitely red herring, <laughs> but she does, she does question that he's not there. So, you know what time. I, okay. So this is what I think that I think that she's worried for his safety not that he is wavering. Oh, I don't get that. Cause she bought I, her purse. No, I think she's, well, she, she, women bring their purses along for a lot of things. I think she, she I just, I think that she honestly thought that she was worried about him. Cause she seemed concerned. This, this is to me, this is all about the, um, the fact that she knew that someone, she, she thought somebody was going to try to hurt him because of the company. We don't see the, uh, C Chen, conflict until later in the episode yeah but it's already it's already clear to her that there is no I think she thought he was gonna leave I totally disagree totally disagree I think this was (laughs) this to me this was showing us that she cares about Tom's safety she's worried about Tom's safety and that's why she was like where is he but I think in in the context of the scene I mean, we have to use it in the context of the scene. We have, maybe but, we but will find that out later. later. But, no, it, it, but it does fair. mean something later at the end but, of this episode. But it means something later at the end, but not, not in the moment that si Chen attacks. Like it means I nothing think, to her. I I just, I like the, No, the I first think, time he does. It I means think, nothing. Mm, I think that, oh, no, no. I think she, even when si Chen attacks Tom, she's like terrified for him. You could see it on her face. So therefore uh, I think she is, she's terrified that something bad's going to happen to Tom because she knows, because she's in this business that there are people that want to hurt them. That's where I'm at. Well, we can leave it at that, but I just think that like, I think she's really worried. It's not how it's used in the moment. I think she's worried about his safety right now because of the decisions that were made in the previous episode and the fact that she already knows that people want to do him or her harm. I think that that's, I think this is new. This is like a new concern from the previous episode. Yeah. This is not like, I don't think Rosalind always had this concern for him. I think this is new because of the position of power that he has now. I think she's also worried he left with Ren. (laughs) I don't. I think she's totally hundred percent confident that he would not have left. But let us know what you think in the comments. <laughs> Keep it, you know, and, and it, it doesn't matter. He didn't show up for a meeting and she checked on him. <laughs> yeah. And he was there in his office. Blah, blah, blah. All right. So Rin, we get the re- uh, the reveal that Rin is the one who showed up, which um, I wanted to call out the, 
the whose car is that stuff which was funny. oh just one sec so, before we get there the the people mm-hmm. actually almost get into the house and then he shows up and they come back yeah but above the door because the farmhouse is actually green above the door and above like kind of like where all the windows are inside of the house are these red stars throughout the greenhouse it's so bizarre they're red so stars bizarre. and flowers it's such a weird choice that I was like show like come on like come <laughs> on <laughs> yeah that's so like clear clear on the explicit. nose yeah I love it I didn't notice yeah. them I didn't notice them at all um but yeah the the car is interesting because typically we know that's Gawain's car and we dug back mm-hmm. into it during the week um they told us whose cars were whose and like a tweet that came out right before the show or right as the show came out. I can't remember. Um, and that Tom has like three cars and Ren has two cars and Gawain has two cars and MJ has like a car and a bike. And one of Gawain's cars is silver, which is one he's typically in with Hanning, but then his other one's green. And that's the car that Ren takes to Goya, which again, contributes to the fake out of like yeah. who's in the car because it's not go in but it's go in's car uh which i just loved and also he shows up in all white um or at least not like at least the top is white so he's like <laughs> the white knight essentially yeah and he also calls himself her boyfriend he's like yes i am her boyfriend yes and here's all this help. money yep <laughs> yep <laughs> which i keep in my car um so <laughs> Why is he in a green? Why is he in Gawain's car? Other than the obvious, uh, yeah, symbolism of him <laughs> going to Goya and wanting to be a friendly green person to do that. Uh, I mean, like, I don't know, like, he's because it's a disguise of sorts, right? I mean, because typically, yes, but okay. also he was probably coordinating with Gawain and MJ right before to kidnap tom right sometime in the next day yeah and, and he's like ah shoot i don't have my car with me Gawain's like take my car like <laughs> that's the most logical thing because they obviously were together and coordinating yeah there's a plan going on um yeah which i do want to say the plan right the people thought like tom was the one that had the plan yeah but it was f3 obviously yeah yeah I was like I although I I was right I was like what if f3 kidnaps him I'm so happy yeah I felt but that's like in the manga and stuff like that's well they are there but typically it's um like the Lita character that initiates it right that's true yeah she's usually there and they go along with it right there's usually that fake out they're not really thing. ever willing to kidnap Tom again after that one time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, but but this yeah this this whole thing is uh, this is all F three's doing. This is all their plan, yeah. which again just it just shows the the fact that they like this is Goya's effect on everyone. Um, but yeah, the moment here between them two is that she says that she's chosen to be an adult now and she's not going back uh but first like he says like let me 
be selfish and take care of you right. in a way. Uh, and he takes the piece of fluff out of her hair exactly, exactly the way like that Tom, Tom yeah. did. Yeah. Yeah. As soon yeah, as he so- did that, I was like, oh, great. We're going to get a bunch of these moments, aren't we? <laughs> we did. We we got a bunch of these moments to yeah. nail the coffin shut on Ren. Unfortunately, mm-hmm. that he is perfect for Goya and would mm. be exactly what Goya, which is something I've always said, if Goya wanted him, he would be exactly what Goya wanted him to be. Mm-hmm. But he is not Tom. Only Tom is Tom. Yeah. And that's the point. That's what she has to realize in this. Yeah. This whole thing. She's like, I'm going to stop being a child. <laughs> so I've chosen to be an adult. And he's like, yeah, right. He, yeah. When his stomach growls and he's like, will you like feed me yum- yummy food? He bats his eyes at her. He like, like does this cute little pout. Wink, wink. Yeah. And he kind of like, you know, I was like, well, won't you feed me? Yeah. Like, like, take me. me home with you. Exactly. exactly. Let me stay here. I want to stay. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So she does. She, she there's, but mm-hmm. there's a big difference between her saying like, I want to stop being a child mm-hmm. and like it, her, it's, it's really important how you choose to live as an adult. I think that's like something that's unsaid in this line. Like, yeah, but they yeah. say it later with the, yeah. Yeah, it's all yeah, it's all there. Um but Rin Rin doesn't question her because that's not what he's there to do. No. So she does, she takes him in, she feeds him, he asks to stay with her. Um, and she reluctantly agrees. She's like, stay as long as you like. He's like, then I won't go back then. Yep. I, yep, I won't go back. <laughs> we get the weird commercial for the ramen. Yeah. That's yeah. That's why I didn't carbonara ramen. Yeah, with bacon. Um, oh, it's a big treat. Yep. <laughs> so, <laughs> but it, there's a cute shot though. I didn't get that of Ren eating the ramen, and she's just kind of like looking at him, like you're just very strange right now. And he's like, "Yep." <laughs> uh, but then we go to the protesters, and they say like. These are basically the people from the uh, Sichen Corporation, and they're from all over the world. They're there to, you know, want they want their jobs back and whatnot. Um, and the guy gets down on his knees and like begs Tom for compensation mm-hmm. for him and for his employees because his entire company now has gone under. Um, and I wanted to call out that Tom is wearing a tea necklace, but it's not the same one as before. And it doesn't have like the ring on it. No. So we've talked about before how the, the ring and tea symbol and how that symbolizes like Tom's power and his like, like that eternal life, that ultimate power that he has when he had his apotheosis moment and his death and his rebirth and the, and the, with the Halei stuff. But now he's not, he doesn't have a part of that. Like, it's like he's missing, like the key is broken in half. So he doesn't have the full key to unlock his full power. Mm. Mm -hmm. But this man is, you know, accosting him and his mom is like, 
get this guy out of here. How did he even get here? But I think, like I said before, I think she's seriously, seriously concerned. She, I think she was scared in this moment that this guy was going to do him harm. That's all a part of the, I, I think she's too delusional at this point. Like she's still stuck in her own read concern on her face. How do you not read concern on her face? I see her being unfeeling. If she was genuinely concerned, are you freaking kidding me? Like I don't see concern. I see disgust with C Chen and with how Tom reacted to it. Yeah, if there is concern, it's concern about that Tom is going to go down uh, a like path of like caring about others I completely disagree with you I completely disagree with you I think she's absolutely concerned for his well-being she is a walking talking contradiction they get up to the 15th floor which is funny enough that's the (laughs) the 15th episode right yeah and Rosalind has this whole thing about I didn't see her be concerned I know you didn't stabbed fine but we'll move on because I cannot believe you right now so she but she has this whole well, thing maybe about, I didn't watch it as many times as you so she has this whole thing about she says like relationships and business are not the same right uh she says a friend is not going to help you when you when when uh when this company is in trouble like when this company's in trouble like no friend is going to help you relationships don't help you in the end people turn their backs she is literally a walking talking contradiction because she no, trying and- to marry him off like relationships are important she's got s- some intense cognitive dissonance going on right now she also is discounting the fact that tom has many allies because she says who is your one friend who's going to help you well yeah yeah like she says like um don't pay attention to people who don't matter. Like, do you think any friends could help you or would help you? Right. Right. Like, absolutely. And I see that. And I'm not questioning that deep inside of her, she has concern for Tom's well-being. Right. Like, I'm not questioning any of that. It's just like, it takes him actually getting stabbed for her to like realize it. I think that's what I'm trying to say. It's I, just, I mean, I, yeah. I think the seeds are, I think the seeds were planted in the beginning of the episode. Um, it's not explicit. I think it's there. I think it's foreshadowing. And I think even in the business meeting, there's something that he says to her. And it's just, it's very, yeah. I think it's all leading up to her being, I saw this coming and I, caused it i i'm the one who did this right she everything that happens leading up to the stabbing is caused by her yeah absolutely right but i think that therefore they're sowing the seeds of her concern for him and for his well-being at the beginning of this episode but it's fine if you don't see it but she does she says about the relationship stuff like you know she is like everyone's gonna stab your back at the end of the day um even your friends like you can't trust anyone you're gonna get hurt if you trust people this is all just kind of like doubling down on the monstrous side of him uh yeah and that's it on that one but yeah so house husband Rin. uh mm-hmm. so goya comes downstairs wearing the coolest shirt ever which did you <laughs> did you look up this one did you try to find it 
I did not. I felt like it was made for the show because of <laughs> you are my Shensai, right? Yeah. So it's like, it's, yeah, it's, it's referencing too... Meteor Garden. Yeah, it's way too on the nose. I actually tried to look it up, or at least I tried to reverse image search it. Um, that's like all I know how to do. And I could not find it. I think this is totally made for the show. If you have any other information on it, let me know because I kind of want it. <laughs> yeah, and it it looks like it's a sunshine. Yep, right. Which is starlight, right? It's starlight. Like, okay, she's a star bride in hiding in hiding yeah oh I like that and it's it's gray I think it's a gray shirt uh it could be greenish 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 gray yeah Mm -hmm. um everything that he is doing Mm -hmm. is stuff that Tom has done yep yep and he's even like holding like the tie-dye shirt of of his brother like her brother Um, that's blue instead of the pink because blue is his color. (laughs) Yeah. Like the who wants to be a millionaire shirt. Yeah. It's a blue version of that shirt, but it says something different, but it's like similar look and we can't really see what it says, but the show is like that. They'll do stuff like that to say like, look, I can do anything Tom can do better. Mm -hmm. It's like, like this is. Wouldn't it be easy? He let her sleep in. Wouldn't it be easy just to like let Ren into her life? Yeah. Yeah. And he can, yeah, he does everything that Tom does better because he actually can cook and he can do laundry. (laughs) Yeah. And like, he's willing to go into the dirt. He doesn't complain. Yeah. He is also like related to water. And so anything to do with the canals and rivers is easy for him. Um, he's also able to sell all of the fruits so that they make more money. Basically, like it's showing just like how Tom and MJ and Gowan, they all have this kind of golden touch because they're all these like godlike figures on earth. Yeah. yeah. Everything is blessed by having them around. Totally. Yep. Therefore, the demigods. Uh, there, he does offer her like this challenge. He says, if I can, if I can do the work today, then you have to do what I want you to do. Exactly. <laughs> and I also think that because he's like water, he grows her mm. easier than Tom does. Yeah. That's a good, that's a good thing to point out that we haven't actually thought of before. Yeah. Rin is this really weird, like Demi God, water God type of thing I do love the fact that he gets in the water I was really happy about that because yeah it made me so happy yeah it was really cool and also how the parents like ship them they start to ship them together they're yeah like, talking about oh they would make a really cute couple all of that just to show us again like how much he fits into the world or he's trying at least he's blending in um which brings us to the shirt that he's wearing in that next scene so he gets the tan shirt wet yeah and then they like go to sell the fruit that they harvested and Ren's shirt is now a different shirt it's like greenish on the bottom and then it fades to white and then it fades to blue, blue. yeah so it looks like he's and trying has... to blend in with the atmosphere or the scenery <laughs> yeah and it it 
it, you you get a better shot of it when they're by the sea. Yep. Like in the next shot, but it it looks like like he's got dirt on his arms, like up mm. his sleeves, and then up the back, it looks like this dirt, um, almost goes up into like like grass. Yeah, it does. That's it. Looks like dirt and then grass. Dirt and then grass. Like the sky. And then the sky. Like it's it's like he's wearing like his dream of them together yeah because it's so yeah interesting and when they said hello let's go on a hello date like basically like let's go to the sea i was like hello (laughs) (laughs) so i could hear it and i was like oh hey like i know that name i know that word Yeah. yeah um and there's a cute moment where uh, she's like, you're, you're just cheating because you're, you used your attractiveness. And he said he was sorry. And then Glock, I was like saying that makes him even more attractive. Yeah. <laughs> just the, the power that he has, um, you know, over everyone. And he's like, because I won, you told me I could get something, uh, let's go on a date. And so he takes them to the, the sea so I think her shirt says mm-hmm. it's green and it's, I think it says stop period weekends, but in like backwards writing. Yeah. I could, I could only pick up on the like upside down backwards weekends. weekend. I couldn't see the other one, but yeah. I think that I think it sense. says stop, but like, mm. it's like weekend stop. Like it's, that would make sense. It's weird. And like. Like, cause she herself is saying like, I'm not allowed to have fun in this scene. Like I'm not allowed to relax. I'm not, I'm an adult here. And this is a mistake that so many adults make and they get caught up in this idea that you can no longer play and you can no longer enjoy kid like things. Like they take that Mm -hmm. Bible verse so seriously Mm-hmm. like yeah when I was a child I thought as a child when I became an adult to put away childish things like they're like that's how my life is supposed to be but when really like the longer you play the more you'll have a life yeah yeah I basically wrote down something like super similar to that too like the fact that yeah learning how to be and learning how to play like playing is part of being because play is you know essentially mindless Mm -hmm. like play is playing is not you can be mindful when you're playing but you're mindful towards your own needs and your wants you're not like thinking about working you're not thinking about other people and and this is about the process of being and the state of being that like Murdoch talks a lot about Mm -hmm. um just being mindful of being is really important um and Ren takes this moment to remind her of who she really is. And he's like, you know, what about the Goya that's loud and is always getting into trouble? And then he pushes her sort of in the water and he's like, the Goya that's always getting wet. Yeah. <laughs> well, and this is this is so interesting because um, like we've talked about Clarissa pig cola essays and like the woman who runs with wolves and like the wild woman archetype to do with Goya right but like she literally says like to be rejuvenated you have to go back to where it's moist Mm -hmm. like he's like 
watering her. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, the canals were already like a big symbol for all of this. And yet, but and he's now- forcing her actually back in the water because she yep. was avoiding the water, even though she was in this moist and lush place. She yep. wasn't getting as low as she could go. Yeah. Yep. Which like, is, let me water she needed you, to Boya. be. Yeah, she needs to be watered. Like that's part of the symbolism we've seen. She gets wet. So she, yep. she keeps on getting wet. <laughs> it's so great it's so great and so they they play in the in the water oh yeah you can see the kind of grass on the back in the shot yeah and he literally like fades into the scenery here like yeah it's lined up with kind of the the water in the sky and all of that so it's really really cool shot right here um they do i kind of skipped the images of them playing in the water uh because we had Mm -hmm. kind of saw them before um, but basically Glacow has a conversation with Ren. He tells, tells him like, she's not going to school. She doesn't have any friends. She's, he's like, I don't want her to get stuck here. Like, he yeah. knows, he knows her well. He cares about her. And he's like, I, I don't want her to stay here. Um, she's not thriving. Like she's yeah, surviving. She's, she's not sur- thriving. Yeah. And also the troubles that she had have followed her here. Like she has the same problems, just they're not dealing with stars and celestials and gods and like these high up people. Yeah. And Rin does make a point to say something about that too. He says that, you know, no no matter what class you're of or whatever, like problems are always going to find you. Like you're always Mm going to have conflict in your life. Um, But that was a curious line. So then we go to... Tom and his mom, Rosalind and Tia, his sister, and they're basically fighting for Tom's like conscious, conscious, conscious. Yeah. I mean, like, yeah, yeah, like they're standing on either side of them and one is in black and one is in like lighter colors. Yeah. It's pretty, pretty obvious. Uh, yeah. Symbolism right there. Uh, and they, they do, they're, they're, the scene went on a little bit too long for me personally, because I, I guess, because I was annoyed by Tia saying time. Um, <laughs> so weird but they she I think she outlines or like Rosalind outlines you know the project and like he's like wait you said that this was going to be put on hold was that a lie and she was like of course it was a lie and she tries to also tell because Tia is also fighting for for Tom and she says he's way more ruthless than you think he is he's not going to rule this company the way you want him to rule it like don't like just accepted already basically mm-hmm. i uh, trained you myself yeah at one point rosalind puts her hand on tom's shoulder yeah. yeah and she's like oh yes you'll do exactly as i say sort of thing so that was yeah that was good and then gives him the contract and is like ah oh, the decision is his like you've just had the angel and devil arguing in front of you now you decide right yep Yep. Yeah. So she puts it in front of him. She's like, we'll just leave this with Tom and then you can decide and, and we'll, we'll, we'll just walk away now. Yeah. That's, it's interesting. Do we see the signature in that moment or is that later when we see the signature? I think it's after it's after. So Goya gets, or sees the drawing and then she gets the call from Rand to come meet her on the bridge. And then we see Tom leave his office. Yeah. And he's got the, 
I think they show the signature on the table like briefly like he before there. he leaves or whatever yeah. right yeah it's so. it so it says his name and Akira actually he writes his a as a star like oh, a five point yeah. star I forgot we talked about that I on think, Twitter yeah we talked about it on Twitter yeah but but like it's like they wouldn't do that unless they were trying to make <laughs> that parallel like yeah. obviously I mean, the, the star symbolism is everywhere in the show. So yeah. it's just, it's like they, they had the top, like they just decided like, what could we do for Akira? And they made it into a five point star. It's so like, what? Yeah. Yeah. I think it's really purposeful. Yeah. It's pretty cool. Yep. He puts a star signature on it. Um, yeah. We but go then... back to Goya and she's like, sees herself. Yeah. Yeah which has meaning to her yeah and this because that's yeah Ren and we we already know like Ren also draws the things that oh I for, totally forgot about the Ren thing mm-hmm. okay the, the earlier whenever he was like in the morning like when he was uh doing all the chores for them and everything they do show his sketchbook at, at that point as well and it shows that he drew like a bird right and someone on Twitter said that it was a Ren, like W-R-E-N. Oh. Which has like a lot of symbol symbolism. Um, but I forgot what it was. So y'all just remind me in the comments. <laughs> I forgot, I forgot what it was, but um it was it it worked with his character and what it was going on, obviously, at that time. And now we have this picture that he's drawing of Goya, which is him thinking about his future, essentially, or what it could be. Right. Yeah, potential and also like capturing her, which means he truly sees her too. Yeah. Uh, like he saw Mira. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And then we go to Tom, who's like, I just want to be left alone. And it's it's so funny because it's like uh he says it again, like he says he wants to be left alone to the guards and they leave him alone. He goes into this this room by himself. But then he says it again, like, I just said, I wanted to be left alone and they kidnap him. And we know these are actually his friends. So it's funny because it's like, they're saying like, no, you being alone has made you back into this monster. Like, we're and it's also kind of probably what he said to them probably a thousand times before this point that we never got to see when they tried to contact him and they were like he was like I want to be alone leave me alone exactly exactly (laughs) and they're like no rescue from without exactly rescue from without nope you're coming with us we're gonna teach you a lesson we're gonna get you through that next threshold on your journey so great shout out to um boys over flowers Korean version yeah there's another easter egg for previous HYD adaptions June Pion. Yeah. So I think his yeah. name is like Jun Pyo. Jun Pyo. They added it. But they N. added it. Yeah. Like generally they use bridge symbolism to say that some they're bridging to opposing views or they're trying right. to find a center ground, like in the zoo and the bridge where he was drawing the green bridge with the meteor. And like, right. It typically, I think, means between Tom and her. Yeah, but in the conversation, he says that he wants to buy the market. Mm-hmm. So 
he, so that is going to be, if she chose him in this moment, that archway with that market and all that would be representative of him. Yeah. So like he wants to buy the market and that that archway with the stars is like, marry me. And I like, I will, this will be me and not him because he wants to take the place of Tom in her life. Yeah. And the bridge itself is green and blue. Like it is his bridge. It's his bridge. Yeah. It's his bridge, but he's like, I, you know, it's currently like in ownership of Tom. I know that, but Oh, so cool. The, so the good. lights too. Like yeah. it looks, I love that shot where they kind of show it from the side and they have like mm-hmm. the, the lights. Yeah. It's really cool. Um, but he's like, don't, oh, don't analyze this. Like just answer me yes or mm-hmm. no. Um, and he tells her his whole plan. He's like, I want to buy this plot of land over here. I want to build a clinic. It would be good for people. He's speaking to her a sense of caring for people like which mm-hmm. is kind of interesting because like if you don't if you say no there's no clinic yeah <laughs> yeah it's it, so they're actually both leaning against one of the railings and she's on the opposite side of him mm-hmm. from when tom and her were leaning on the railings and talking about his plans for the future for them yeah yeah like it's mirrored again like another parallel in addition to like the chores and the picking Mm. the thing out of the hair and yeah you know like this is another parallel like I could replace Tom yeah it totally makes sense too because there's also a line where he's like you have the line where Tom says or no Goya says have you thought about our future have you thought about the future yeah and he says of course I have and yeah. I think something very similar happens here too. Cause I, I thought about it the first on my first yeah. watch. Yeah. It's purposefully paralleling Tom's mm-hmm. conversation about his future plans. Yep. Um, and I love how like he has a whole plan on how to sort of make her happy mm. there. Yeah. I she never wanted here. to go back to the stars. Yep. I'll stay in your world, Goya. We'll make a we'll make a life in your world. Yeah. Uh and I love uh okay, shout out to Dew's acting because <laughs> holy heck, his little expressions are incredible. Yeah. He's like, he really, truly, truly, you can see it in his eyes. This is not a manipulation. This is not, you know, he's not trying to like he's appealing to her sense of caring for people, but he's not using that as a manipulation. He's genuinely like, we could build a life together. I can make you happy. I can't be any more clear. <laughs> like I want I to that. marry you. He is offering to marry her. Like this yeah. is a proposal. Yeah, it really it is. is a proposal. So this makes me think we might actually get a genuine proposal by the end. Yeah. Like from Tom. Like I, I think that's where we're headed. We have to, we I have think to. because this is, I mean, he's offering basically to build a family, which is a yes. proposal. Um, yeah. Yeah. They talk but, about it all. <laughs> yeah. And I, I love how like it hurts her because mm-hmm. she's just like, like, I see how easy this would be to be with you. Yeah. But Tom is tough. Yeah. 
and he and he and Ren sees it right away. Mm-hmm. He he sees that in her reaction. And I love he kind of like nods a little bit while well, she's kind of talking. She's talking about, you know, that sounds amazing. Everything sounds mm-hmm. perfect. You would have an amazing view if you build a house there. You would get a dog. Like it sounds like a dream. And, and by existing just, in this community, the whole community would benefit. Yeah. Right. Like that's also like what these guys do, like by building a clinic, by helping the orchard, by buying that lot of land that's empty right now. Like the whole community would instantly flourish because there would be a clinic and more people would come and Mm -hmm. there would be more businesses. And like, like, that's what this, the power of these stars is. Mm, Yeah, definitely. And she's the only one who can grow them to aspire to help others. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And he, and he knows like, as she's saying all this, like, this would be amazing. This would be great. He can see and sense that she is going to reject him. Um, again, shout out to do because holy moly, it's just, yeah. it's perfect. And she says that she's not going to be a part of that dream. Like I'm, yeah. I'm not going to be a part of it. And <laughs> You know, deep down that Tom is your home. This was like, this hurt. (laughs) This, I mean, like, I mean, I cried, like I bawled my eyes out, but like, you'll never get over him. You know that, cause you know, he's your home as far away as you've come, as far as you've traveled to get away from him. Mm -hmm. You know that that's where you belong because you, you were just rejected me and everything that I could give you and staying here, you don't belong here. You belong with him. Like Bryn is amazing. He's such a great character. Um, yeah. And do is just like killing this so much. Like he's so good. And she says, I'm the biggest idiot in the world. And then Ren laughs at her because He's seen the video. Has seen the video. Yep. Yep. Because he knows Tom said it too. And he's like, you guys are just made for each other. Like, this is so perfect. Uh, So she gets, so he gives her the video. um, And then we get that cute little shot where they get in the frame and they're like posing in front of him because they're hilarious. (laughs) And then we go to Tom. And this is kind of the part where I was like, well, if he has a plan or if he, if he ever had a plan, right. If he ever had anything happening in the background, this is where it's going to come out. <laughs> yeah. And he'll say, guys, I've had a plan and they're like, cool, but no, that, he didn't have a plan. Well, he had, um, he, he knows what to do. That's different. Right. Like that's, that's more fairy tale than I've had a plan this whole time. And I'm just waiting to like, that's more realistic, but right, this right, isn't right. realism. We've talked about this. No, he makes uh, up the plan is drafted overnight. Like that's yeah. <laughs> that's the plan. He drafts it in one night after this intervention. So do you like do you like how um both MJ and Gowan are in decision clothes? <laughs> yeah, the black and white and black and white, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so true. They're like, yep. we've worn our decision clothing. So you will make a decision to do the right thing. And then we get a shot of his like red rope that's binding his yes. wrists yes 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 yeah his the red string of fate it's like the same rope that uh goya was tied with yeah um during the hele stuff yeah it's it's just incredibly smart storytelling because a lot of this is like in other versions 
mm-hmm. this sort of realization is like she shows up he rejects her in person and then he goes after her and then but what they've done with like technology as well as just choosing to have everybody in the same room all at the same time is just like oh now everybody's on the same page and they've done that multiple times through the show yeah and yes this is the bus scene you are correct yeah, yeah, it's the bus scene. I would like as well as soon as Rin said, like, meet me on the bridge, on this bridge, I was like, oh, it's the bus scene because that's thematically and narratively, like that's it, that's it's serving the same purpose. It's giving her a yeah. choice. And the bridge, we know bridges mean choices. And yeah, so it's definitely it's definitely that. Um well, and and what he does is mm-hmm. entirely for Goya. And it doesn't mm-hmm. need Tom in front of him to do it. It's similar how we talk, similar to how we talked about how Lita and revealing herself mm. was entirely for Tom mm-hmm. and Goya didn't need to be there for that. Absolutely. Right. Yeah. So that part of the conversation could happen away from them, mm-hmm. from, from Tom and Tom's part of the conversation where he believed in himself again and believed in all of the things that he had learned this whole time, i.e. being rescued, Mm. didn't need Goya there, but they need to witness or know that everybody is on the same page just for the efficiency of storytelling. And so they did it brilliantly. Right. Yeah, they did. Yeah. I I love this. I mean, I was yearning for them to be in the same space, but I know this served it served so many purposes. It did a lot of things that needed to do. Um, especially for the fact that by keeping them away from each other is just going to make the impact of them finally being together so much more special. And especially with the angst of amnesia and all that, that's going to be, I, yeah. I agree with you. And at the amnesia plot is like, <laughs> like, okay. <laughs> F4 you've redeemed every plot. I haven't liked yeah. So it's gonna, yeah, it's, I, I mean, yeah, I, I like, have faith you, you won me over. You had me at Hannah. Yeah. I guess. Like, yeah. Ever since we figured out like amnesia is probably definitely going to happen. Like after that, the Thai speaker read the lips of Goya and was like, oh, she's saying like, why don't you remember ever since that? I've been, I've been thinking in my head, like, wait, so what is the purpose of it? Like, what does it serve? And like, what is the meaning of it in the story? And I've kind of, kind of changed my mind about it because at first I yeah. didn't like it. So, but now I'm understanding it more in terms of like exactly what it does for the story, what it does for Boya or the female lead and other versions. So I'm seeing We talked what about doing. how the theme song is literally, who am I? And it makes yeah. sense amnesia. Cause like, who am I? Exactly. But also like, who am I and who am I yeah. becoming? Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's brilliant. Yeah. What it does for Tom now that, that particular part too. Yeah. So it's awesome. Um, I, I love how they're like, we don't want to be the kind of adult that you. Yep. Yep. Cause he says like, yeah. he's like, uh, you're he's calling them out for not acting like adults. And they say they would not be your kind of adult. Um, and we talked about this a little bit earlier about how adults are told that they have to give up childish things which are typically play Mm -hmm. and it's also you know childish love love. yeah that's what I was gonna say yeah Yeah. it is 
it's part of that self mutilating <laughs> mutilating behavior. Right, right. That to be an adult means you cannot care. Yeah. You can't love. You have to be willing to do violence yeah. at any point. Yeah, exactly. But they're but they're they're there to tell him that the ultimate power is love. And so we get this amazing, amazing conversation uh, where MJ, he also says, you know, love is the only thing that's, that will help you become the adult that you need to be. Yeah. It's this the, is, it's the key. It's the elixir. Yep. This is everything. Like they're, mm-hmm. they're kind of like, how did you not learn this? Like, how have you not learned this when we have, you know, cause but they also we have know, by being witness to your journey. It was, it was like yeah. we had the cliffs notes. Exactly. Yeah. Right. But they also, yeah. and they are acknowledging that they're acknowledging that he's on his own journey and they're acknowledging mm-hmm. the fact that he's under this kind of spell with, uh, the wicked witch character, which is Rosalind. Like they're acknowledging that he is different and I just love it. I love it so much. Tom says before this, he says, love has no place in this game. Yeah. Again, he's on that chessboard type of thing, which the, the chess pieces on his desk come to think of it. And like, you know, when they showed his desk, we definitely got a good glimpse of it in the last episode with had like the two Kings and the queen or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, they could have just been symbolic of the fact that he's playing the game on his mom's terms and playing the game with his mom. Yeah. Where some people took it as Tom's playing the game against his mom. Yeah. He clearly wasn't. Um, but MJ's like, because now, because now Tom's like seeing love in the, in the concept, in the context of the game, he's like, love doesn't fit on the chessboard. And MJ's like, you know, that's not, or, or Gawain is the one who responds and is like, love gives you heart. Mm-hmm. And this and is it a helps different you, game. This it helps you survive. Game. Yeah. Yeah. And, it, and, and we then, talked, we mm-hmm. talked about how they were going to change the game. Exactly. Yeah. Right. To a team sport. We, we said that we were like, it's going to be a team sport. It's going to be like basketball. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and they can kind support of them... each other. Yeah. Cause this is kind of yeah. them playing basketball, right? They're like tossing the ball to Tom and they're giving him, they're giving him the pass and helping him to like shoot. Right. Exactly. Like a business with heart will help you survive and it's better for everyone. Like it's going to help everyone survive. If you believe that love is more powerful and that's what are, what are they talking about with love? Ooh, interesting question. Right. Cause it's, it's the love that they have for him, obviously, but they're right. asking him right. to bring love as the elixir to mm-hmm. the larger kingdom society, et cetera. Yeah. And to a corporation, which is yeah. not, you know, corporations aren't known for loving, but so it's mm-hmm. the principle of compassion. Yeah. Because that brings meaning happiness and joy because mm-hmm. you're fundamentally you are nothing without being interconnected to the other people that are around you and your society you can't you can't exist in a world when 
in as a whole complete person when other people are suffering. Yeah. It's like teachings from the Dalai Lama mm -hmm. and love and compassion. Compassion is what you have for people you don't know. Right. Yeah, absolutely. And, and it, it's, it's love. Um, are we ready for the bell hooks quote? <laughs> yeah, yeah, go ahead. I mean, I knew this was coming. This is all related to. Yeah. So this is stuff. literally the last paragraph of her book, the will oh. to change. Cool. Healing doesn't happen in isolation. We need to create a culture of healing for men who can love and men who long to love. We need to stand by them with open hearts and open arms. We need them to stand ready. We need to stand ready to hold them offering a love that can shelter their wounds, wounded spirits as they seek to find their way home and exercise the will to change. Hmm. Where is Tom's home? Goya. <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah. But what? <laughs> like, <laughs> well, and that, that quote also tells us about the importance of like leaning on people and like, and you can't do there. it in isolation. You need the community yeah. Yeah, to come there. together Absolutely. to help. And yep. you, you need the, the, the culture of change. So by Tom, and this is where we talk about this being a fairy tale for Thailand. Mm -hmm. And it, it comes out more in the boardroom scene, but by Tom creating an alternative way to exist, to, to let people exist, to let other companies exist, to let employees exist, right? He is changing the culture to be one of compassion mm -hmm. rather than violence. Mm -hmm. Yep. yep. Compassion the, being love. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we've said this before, but this, this show is like incredibly anti-patriarchal and therefore, and therefore anti-capitalist, anti-capitalist. Yep. Anti-violence, all of that. Yeah. It's so interesting. Um, that's so cool. Do we have any more bell hooks quotes? No, I mean, that was just, the main yeah, one I wanted to say one. because of the fact that it's like, you have to come together and men who have figured out how to love and men who haven't like need yeah. to help each other. Yeah, exactly. And it's not Goya that's saving him. Mm, it's the men he loves the most. Yeah. I like this choice so much. So I do too. Much. She's there. She can witness his transformation back. Yeah. And like the damage that she did to him too. That's important. Mm. Yeah, but definitely. It, it's men who have learned how to love that are helping him love again. Yep. I love this show so much. It's so I... good. It's so good. It's so good. I've, I've cried. I don't think I have any tears left today. I, I cried so much watching this to give myself a headache, but, um, this, this part, this part is a lot. This part is a lot. We don't get this. We don't ever get this in other shows and other media. Um, so MJ says, like, we know, you know what to do. We know what, we know, you know how to fix your mom's policy. Um, you're just afraid. And he's like, he's like, you guys don't understand anything. You don't understand, you know, like, you know, that it's risky to trust someone. And they say, well, of course we, of course we know that. Like, we also have our own businesses. Yeah. 
Um, and he's like, he says something about the, along the lines of, yeah, but you, but I'm the only one that ever gets hurt. And this is like Tom being like incredibly childish, which is really funny. Well, and also like he's also the only one who's been hurt by love. Yeah. Like recently. Yeah. Yeah. He's like, I'm, but I'm the only one who gets hurt. (laughs) Yeah. But Gawain says, you're not the only one that gets hurt. And he shows him the paper, which we don't really know what that means until later. Yeah. But it's setting the plan in motion. You know what this means. And basically, because they're there in a, not only trying to teach him, remind him his lessons about love. They're also there to support him financially, which is Mm -hmm. great. Really, really, really great. Put put your money where your mouth is kind of. Like, yeah, okay, we we understand that in our current capitalist society, money is the only thing that actually matters. So here is actually us telling you we support you. Yep, yep. That, this is awesome. They're really using their power. Um, and then MJ says, the reason, like, why we're doing this, like, is because we love you. And yeah. that was the most powerful thing <laughs> Like, that's how much we love you. Like, are you kidding yeah. me? Are you kidding me? I just, I, it, it, <laughs> it just showed like what we've been talking about this whole time. Like men who can love yeah. will also receive love. Yeah. Right. And, and so like he needed, he needed to know that other men can love and be yeah loved. yeah uh i really like i know uh i know like some people still are mad about like, f4 being like the centerpieces of this rather than goya right she's still like she still she's is the, the centerpiece center, yeah but like their story is so important these four yeah I, 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 I love it. I love it. I mean, mm-hmm. again, we called this show F4 obsessed from the beginning because it was like acknowledging that the exciting factor in any Hani Gori Dango ad- adaption was the four guys and how they affected mm-hmm. the heroine and how the heroine affects them for, because all of them are fundamentally changed by the end of the story in their own yep. way. And this one acknowledges that in a way that none of the others have like it really 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 makes their change the sense not not them the center but it makes their change the center of the story which is which goya is the catalyst for so and they talk about it yeah like they're like we have changed it's like you know (laughs) (laughs) a little girl named goya changed us yeah, it's explicit. It's so explicit. Yeah. They call it out here. They say that, you know, Mira and Lita, like these people, they're they're already out in the world trying to change the world because of one person. They and they they get to that eventually, but yeah. They say, you know, the world that your mom built, we can change that. Like they're proof of that. Mira and Lita doing what they're doing out there. They're proof of that. Um, and then, yep. He says, you, you'll see. Well, how- and it, 
-hmm. it's kind of like saying like it's worked on other celestials yeah like other stars like other people in the meteor garden like goya has grown them and they're not saying it but they're saying it they're Mm -hmm. saying that although they say your mom's plan it's all subtext to say that goya is going to change tom's mom yeah yeah definitely yeah this is all like setting us up for because because they've talked about it before Mm. like with goya challenging rosalind and saying you're so much like tom Mm. by saying we can change your mom right (laughs) right right like like it's coming yeah definitely yeah it's all the kind of foreshadowing we all Um, owe this to a little girl named goya yes Yes. (laughs) this is so those are fake tears i don't really cry yeah but yes (laughs) (laughs) really um no but i feel it yeah right obviously of course course. but yeah so the but that's so interesting here because goya's watching this and you know we we all owe this to her and this is her discovering in that moment that like she means everything to not only Tom, but to all, f- all four of them to, mm-hmm. and, and, and to Mira and Lita as well. And potentially because this is all said and she sees it to the world. Yep. Like she has the power to influence all of these people for the better and therefore the world because of the power that they wield. That's just, crazy. Just by existing. Yeah, just and by growing being and being like, right and growing yeah. and growing yeah. herself. And growing. Like that's mm-hmm. that's the words of shooting star, right? right? Right. Watching you grow inspires me to be better <laughs> and be stronger and grow. And grow too. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Uh so yeah, this is this is this is really important for her. And there's this great moment where he breaks free of his bonds the rope tackle I wrote down rope tackle hug <laughs> rope tackle hug because he I like breaks three and they're like there's like a little bit of a like oh no he's gonna attack us he's the beast to get but no it's he just needed to cry <laughs> yeah he needed to hug them and he needed to be held yeah and he needed to cry and it, it this is just so heartbreaking for me like he's like it's still possible right like after like all this like this I can still make this happen and MJ says, you still think about her, right? And he's like, he's all like, the time. all the time, all the time. And he's just bawling his eyes out. And then Goya's bawling her eyes out. And we're all crying. And I'm crying. Idiots in love. Yes. And I love that they tease him here. They say, uh, like, there, there, stop crying. We thought you were an adult now. Let me see. Like, let me look at those tears. And although they're teasing him here, I did point out this on twitter too like this is not a message of adults don't cry right no here, they're literally holding him and they're allowing and him rubbing him his back that's something yeah. that you let people cry they're just trying to be like you should be happy now that you've realized but where you're at but but they're letting him be himself and like yeah feel for the first time in a year yeah so they're allowing himself to be, and they're, they're allowing him to, to just really give in to his emotions that he's been holding in for so long. And they're okay with that. And it's okay. It's cherished. It's like, you know, encouraged by them for him to do so. And this is beautiful. Like, it's so beautiful. 
I love this moment. I love this moment. I will cherish it always. It's so good. <laughs> so good. Uh, yeah. And then the video is ended now and Rin takes back the phone and Goya is like losing it. And he points out that irony of, you know, you said you're an idiot, um, but you're not alone. <laughs> yeah. And you've been thinking about him when he's been thinking about you. And that's like the ultimate angst because they decided <laughs> to not be together, but they couldn't stop thinking about each other. And like, yeah, yeah confirmation of angst. There we go. I love it so much. I love oh. it so much. Oh. It was great. And we get the realization of Rosalind did not have cancer, guys. Yeah. <laughs> I'm so glad she did it because some people were worrying me there for a minute. Like, oh God. But like they were sure she had cancer. There was a couple of people that were like pretty. I was like, no, yeah. I mean he they use his medical it's gonna come out like I was yeah I, I had no Ira doubt about thing, this yeah. yeah yeah I didn't have doubt about it either but like there were some people that were pretty solid about it or you know yeah thought thought it could be yeah but but again like yeah this was this was the ultimate uh witchy move type of thing like the c card and all that and of course uh Goya is like how could I have been so stupid like yeah of course she did it. Of course she duped me. Like she's just immediately, she snaps. It's like, she's crying about that, all that stuff with the video. And then like she just anger. Yep. I'm mad. <laughs> going to scream at the world and wake up everybody. Yep. Yep. And, and yeah, I love how we get the flashback to when he first saw her. Yeah. Yeah. She, yeah. He, he sees that, that anger come back, which, mm -hmm. um, we kind of mentioned it a little bit last week and I'm not going to go into the full myth of it, but, um, we talked about like the myth of Anana and Arish Kabal. Um, and one mm -hmm. of the things that happens on her return from death, the goddess, when she comes out from the underworld is that she is angry, um, because she realizes that the reason why she went through all that torment was because someone, someone basically did it to her. So like yeah. her, her, and she's coming out from the underworld, all of that power that she gained while she was in the underworld is now going to be used to get revenge on the person who has taken her throne, which in this story, it's, it's Rosalind, but it's also, that's also going to change, uh, pretty drastically which is going to be interesting <laughs> yeah I it depends on if they follow the manga closely or not yeah I I I, I, I foresee because typically in the myth Anana is taking that vengeful anger out on a man that takes her throne yeah and it's very important that that's like a man because it's this masculine versus feminine type of thing so because Tom loses his memory, I do wonder if some of that vengeful anger is going to be taken out on him or if that's like mm. just, and just symbolically, it could be very simple. Just, I mean, she yells at, we haven't seen the scene where she's on top of him yelling at him. Exactly. Yeah. I think that that's, yeah. yeah. I mean, it could, it could just, could be, just that, be that and that yeah. could be enough because it's a part of her testing her, her power and her power to you know she grow she's... grow the meteor garden that's her power so if right, she right. can heal him and allow him to continue growing 
then she's got her full power. Right. But she's also learned the masculine power as well. Yes. So all of this is all kind of going to be kind of coming together within herself uh, through the next challenge. But, but yeah, so she is back to her, her like normal self. And like you said, we get the flashback and we get the, in the wind playing in the background. Um, yeah, we get, we get a I mean, vision, Rin vision. <laughs> yeah. He loves her. Yes. He loves her. He does. He does. But and it's precious. Yeah. She's not going to be with him. Nope. Nope. <laughs> and she's immediately like, let's go to Bangkok. Like <laughs> let's time go right to go. Now. Yeah. And very energetic here. How's the energy there? <laughs> I love that so much. Cause again, very. like this is that renewed energy that she's getting. Yeah. I love it. It's so. Yeah. And also purposeful. like, like when she had like her power before she would run places, she would <laughs> go out and save Haning or run to go save Tom or mm. like, like when he was, um, doing these tours and scream she would run in there like yeah <laughs> this is how she is she's gonna be running places he also runs places when he's excited to see her too it's good <laughs> yes he does <laughs> yes he does let's can we talk about the broken watch yes let's talk about the broken watch this is cool it was dope yeah i mean like there was a lot of talk about this um in our group chat and then on Twitter, I, I took it to be as like time has stopped because time has been like an important factor in a lot of this and the fact that he's about to lose his memories. So time is going to stop like for them. Uh, what did you think about it? Yeah, I, I agree. I think it's, it's related to how they've run out of time too in some ways yeah I thought that too because like that's been a big thing like we don't have enough time we're running out of time mm-hmm. um time is up like the the clock noises and all of that and now we have this broken watch it's like yeah it could also mean like from a metatextual perspective yeah this is a timeless story oh there see there you go that's a good positive read on it it's a happy read on it I don't think that I'll ever see a scene like Tom MJ and Gowan again yeah so like the bros saying like we love you man and we just like it's (laughs) there all they were missing was the intervention sign yeah (laughs) yeah definitely (laughs) <laughs> yeah we'll never see something like that again that was a tale so is all this time yep yep <laughs> well even with the it's accompanied by the red string i mean yeah the red string of fate and all of that like this is so fairy tale in terms timeless of timeless like, love yeah timeless love there you go i'll go with the positive ones you can be the negative yeah 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 (laughs) time has stopped and he's about to lose his memories okay (laughs) it's it's all of that it's all that yes we've seen all these symbols before therefore all of it is like 
meaningful and purposeful in there. So yeah, la- layered symbols. He um, shows up late to the boardroom. Yes, he shows up late because and he because he has been up all night writing this plan, and it's hot. It's so hot of him to do that. Um, and he says something here. I think well because I think they go they show the. They show the F3 and Goya outside. They see mm-hmm. the protesters. They know they're not going to be able to get in that way. So they decide to go around back. And do you want to talk about their outfits? <laughs> I assume you sure. do. <laughs> I mean, well, Goya is wearing the outfit that we see her in on the poster. Yes. And Gawin is wearing blue and um beige which is supporting supporting ren and goya and ren is wearing blue and beige Mm -hmm. because he's like i'm your knight but now i'm more fully in my colors being blue you know um more more himself almost like he's like he's kind of yeah, he's kind of blooming a little bit. He's becoming more of him himself. But yeah, he's wearing hound's tooth, which is animal skin. Ah, that's right. We did talk about that before. Hound's tooth. That's interesting. Yeah, and then um, MJ is wearing like a black party shirt because he always wears multiple colors when he yeah he's supporting the whole group. Yeah, definitely. He's excited. <laughs> There's something really cool going on with Ren's necklaces and whether they're keys or locks too. Somebody was pointing that out on Twitter. Um, I was thought he, lock, he locks up his emotions sometimes. Yeah, I always thought definitely that it was like a lock. Um, yeah, but yeah, I like that. that he sometimes they look emotions. open and sometimes they look shut. Mm. Which also is like, what is this show? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Good lord. All right. There's and too then, much detail to like catch everything. Oh, it's so much. Um, and before Tom presents his plan, he goes up to Rosalind and he says, let me speak mother for the last time. Oh, Ouch. yeah. Yeah. He says for the last time, which just foreshadows that, you know, Rosalind is going to like, that's I, I don't know if that's the last thing that he says to her before it happens, but it, it might as well have been because mm-hmm. that's like gonna stick with her. Yeah, it's just foreshadowing. Um, but yeah, so then he is showing this. This is really this is a crazy presentation. <laughs> I, didn't you? You wanted to say some stuff about like the business choices here, like yeah, it's weird. Um, I mean, it's, it's all actually symbolic, right? I well, mean, yes, but like it's actually more a uh, socioeconomic theory and commentary. Ah, yeah, like, yeah. What is saying? What is being said is that there's, um, there's people out mm. there, i.e., there are suppliers. Yep. And people who they work with, uh, who supply them with mm. all of their um, things that they need to do to make everything happen, mm-hmm. um, they're suffering. And right. in the economy of Thailand, at least in the show, we see it is everyone who is working class right. is suffering. And so what they're saying is we're going to 
literally give 50% of our money to these suppliers who are suffering. Right. And then our growth will be slower as an economy to start, but in the end we will be better. And what they're talking about, if this was just governmental intervention mm-hmm. is like pushing money into the lower half of the economy instead of the upper half of the economy. Absolutely. Yeah. And what that ha- what that does is it actually creates longer sustained economic growth and increases the middle class. Yeah. It is so it's socialism mm-hmm. fundamentally. It is not democratic because you can't be you can't be democratic capitalist like it yeah. it doesn't work but you, it's not capitalism right it's yeah it's not capitalism because yeah they're not building upon their capital essentially this like, is not how businesses work no but I, I i think this is interesting in terms of like yeah the the 50 50 is like pretty basic but the the idea is that they're going to take out the money some of the money that's been dedicated to like these bigger projects, like the yes real estate developments that they're doing and all of that, like that, what happens there, like with, with any business that grows, like they do these projects, they do these mergers or they acquire other companies, they acquire assets, they require re- resources. And instead of putting that back into the people that they have already, yeah they use any kind of revenue to put into more projects in the future and more growth, 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 growth. Right. Yeah. Or hey, they hang on to it as capital. Right. So right. they just have a giant piggy bank, which they can use to buy other companies Exactly. or they pay out their shareholders and their executives. Exactly. And that's what these people are there for, right? They're there yes. to invest so that they can get the money back from, from being in these positions of power. Yes. So they want to see high revenue as soon as possible. Yeah. But Tom is saying, okay, yeah, like we'll, we'll get this. If we cut away the weak stuff right now, we do all these big projects. Yeah. You're going to see a lot of revenue in just a few years as represented by these red bars. But if we invest in these suppliers, you're going to see more you're going to see, see more revenue over a longer period of time yeah. as represented by these green bars. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly. And it's saying that, okay, so fundamentally what he's saying is we all sink or swim better together. Yeah. And the, like the fact that the growth chart has a black bar, a red bar, and a green bar, like, come on, this come hilarious. on show. <laughs> The green bar being Goya, the red mm-hmm. bar being Tom, and the black bar being, well, Rosalind or the curse. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and it's so funny because it's like, uh, Tom said, I want to invest in the people. Like, I want to yeah. make the, the company about the people. And, and this is the easiest way to show that. This is the, the, the this is the most straightforward way to show that is like, if we invest in people, especially this, this is also half this also has to do with the fact that they're in an economic crisis right now. So the suppliers would be hurting yeah, because prices go down, uh, you know, you know, supply demand kind of stuff is affecting the, the lower rings 
that that's you know the things like the steel plants and the things like the car manufacturing company yeah. and all of that they have but and like if they invested in upgrading their equipment or in doing things in a cheaper way or reducing the supply chain with these suppliers the yep. whole economy of thailand would exactly. improve not just paravan group exactly exactly right? yeah yes it totally like but this is a socialist concept yeah it's just not how typical like organizations function right let's like it's it, just yeah it's just not <laughs> no it's not yeah but, but it, it would have direct impact on the people who are protesting outside right because that would mean that they would reinvest in C-Chan. They would, mm -hmm. those people would have their jobs back, things like that. Right. So I think we'll probably see something like with the news, like the protesters and Paramount Group reinvested in C-Chan. And then mm -hmm. even though C-Chan's executive stabbed Tom, like we'll see something like that in the news. Yeah. That, yeah. That's next typically, episode. Typically how they do that. Yeah. So what were the names of the, the companies that were the rest of the F3? Uh, I didn't get a good, like JT group, Araya, yeah. and then like TJ, I think is the, oh, that's funny. Or oh, T J JT Lin. Oh, I, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's something there's a T. Oh, oh, you're reading the sub yeah. title. Yeah. There's the family. T. Well, that's obviously, um, JT group. There's JT group. Them, yeah. yeah. But, and then Ira and yeah, Tame. Yeah. yeah, well, that's Gowan's. Wow. That's a fun one. <laughs> it's the family. Yeah. Yeah. I love that they all have different, like these different symbols. I wonder if there's probably going to be some fun analysis of that through the week. Um, yeah. But yeah, that basically he says that this is like, this is his big, uh, his big thing, his big reveal, right? He's mm -hmm. like, yeah, I know that you guys think that I'm crazy. However, <laughs> however, I'm crazy with friends. Yep. I have, I'm bringing <laughs> allies to this game. Yeah. Um, and all three of these families are willing to invest this much money, which you said you looked at how much it was like. Yeah. It's a uh, hundred million dollars us. Yeah. A lot. It's a lot of money. Yeah. Um, we're willing to, to invest this much if, and only if uh, the Parma group follows Tom's plan of investing the 50% in the suppliers. So and then yeah, knowing that it, because they're saving the suppliers, the revenue of Paramount Group and all the suppliers will increase. Yeah. yeah over a longer period yeah. of time. Yeah. And, and this whole thing is just like, we're stronger when we're together. Like yeah. we're, we're all stronger. We support each other. We're playing we basketball here. Yeah. <laughs> Passing the ball, helping each other out. Yeah. And it's coming from a place of compassion to help those that are suffering He's being a righteous king. This is like, yeah. it's like not how business works, but it is also <laughs> like probably the right thing to do in an economic crisis where your suppliers are suffering. Exactly. Yeah. Because yeah. yeah. she was trying to take everything back in house, basically cutting out the suppliers and building out her own version of suppliers, basically controlling everything. Right. That's right. what she was trying to do. Right. But and he's like, I don't need to own everything. I can just lead everybody. Yeah. Yeah. Because, and, and actually it's funny because in some cases it is more expensive to try to bring everything in house. Yep. 
it's back you actually, make mistakes yeah the best example i've seen of that is <laughs> disney infinity <laughs> yeah Do you know I what i'm talking about uh i thought felt like it was gonna be a disney thing i don't know about disney infinity which is that they created this gaming platform yeah and they created the little like characters oh, that I you would that. use on the platform themselves yep. but they made them all themselves and the construction of those figures like nearly bankrupted a small slice of disney oh interesting yeah because it was like so much overhead and they had so much inventory and like things mm. like that i think that people underestimate how much uh like business partnerships actually have an effect on the world and so i that's why i think that you know like like contracting work and you know uh doing subcontracting and doing work for another business like you know people mm -hmm. outs the outsourcing and all of that 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 is how the world Operates. operates yeah uh, you like and I you and I both know because of reasons <laughs> yeah yeah and like the idea is so you've got to clean your office mm -hmm. you could do it yourself and hire a cleaner or you can hire a cleaning company that has all the tools and knows mm -hmm. what to do and it's like constructing your like and know, you know, knows I'm gonna, your needs and yeah knows yeah. your needs and knows exactly how to handle that stain like yeah that's the kind of idea yeah. So the, that this kind of fairy tale version of the, these business practices is Tom saying, like, let's trust in our partnerships and let's trust that, you know, when we make deals with people, we honor those, we honor those deals. Because if you do that, mm -hmm. and if you trust in people, as opposed to the, like the business, the corporation and all of that trust in the people that you make partnerships with, because we're all just people at the end of the day. Like, it doesn't matter who you work for. We're all, we're all people and we're all trying to work towards a better society. We should be right. Yeah. And this all, people. this all comes down to living with integrity, which is yeah. that you are a whole and complete person who loves others yeah. and has compassion for those around you. And you live that not only in your personal relationships, but in your other situations as well. Absolutely. Fully and completely, you are integrated and show that integrity. Yeah. Integrity has been a big part of all this. Yeah. Um, and Tom says here that he's learned that by moving forward without looking back, without like seeing the past lessons that he's learned, can be quite a lonely journey. Um, and this is him really, really bringing the elixir to everyone and saying like, this is what I've learned um, and passing that on. And he says, let's take a step backward together. I promise that this step back will be the best move in your life. And I think that at Sass and Sage said in our group chat at the time we were watching this, he said, if you take a step backwards, you get a bigger picture. Yeah. And I was like, oh my goodness gracious. And it's also like a big lesson that like everybody needs to learn that like a step backwards doesn't mean that you are failing right? or, or regressing or regressing. Right? Sometimes yeah. you're just like taking a chance to like resettle yourself and like absolutely know where you are. Yeah. Yep. Yep. It's going to, it, 
he knows that th- this business just pushing its way forward is violent. He knows that that's mm-hmm. a violent act and therefore they have to take a step back and look at everything through different eyes and everybody's doing with it. Yeah. And what he's doing with the money is saying that we're all going to grow together instead Mm -hmm. of acting in violence. Yeah. Yeah. It's invest in ourselves and our, and and Mm -hmm. each other and the vision of a better world. So it is fairy tale. It is. It is, but I love it. (laughs) I I love it. I love it. I, yeah. Well, I mean, I'm not, I'm not a business minded person. Like I know about these things, but I, I think this is great. (laughs) I think this is awesome. Yeah. I love it so much. And I, and I love that like the boardroom agrees. That's great. They all, they, they, as soon as it just takes one person, right. It takes one person that says, you know, I want my money in the hands of someone with, with those eyes, mm-hmm. you know, and, and, and there's some gaps in this, like, <laughs> dude, <laughs> need some help with the math. Uh, yeah. Like, although he seems to have not seen certain things cause he did just, you know, write this up in one night. Uh, I want that look, I, whatever look he has like that, that's what I yeah. want to invest in, which is brilliant. It just shows like, again, they're willing to invest in his passion and his hope and his, his compassion, like you said, and he also yes. rips up the, the paper, uh, that he had signed previously because it's clearly not going to happen. And then he also gets the call on his phone from, I think it's going, I'm not entirely sure, but he gets uh, a message basically. Yeah. That Goya, yeah. Goya's there. Yeah, no, it was, it was Gawain Cause he checked his phone too. Does to- to kind of say he's there and then he sees the message back saying Goya's here yeah yeah and he yeah. says that um he tells Gawain tells everyone that he did it which is funny because we don't know the really the, there was not a lot of context for that I mean yeah like MJ and Gawain knew about the that they might have been so. chatting on the way back I guess so I guess they there were. was time <laughs> she changed her shirt even come on fairy tale <laughs> but but uh tom is now running to go to her and he looks so happy skipping running his way out yeah then, but then he runs into this guy Chen. yeah who's disguised yep. as a security guard and he realizes that he can't leave because something bad is gonna happen if he leaves and in the same time, we get the Goya and her broken shoes. shoelace. Her shoes. Yeah. What is the deal with this? There's so many things. Like <laughs> the shoe, like it's her shoes, right? Yeah. Like we've like Goya had her shoes ripped up by Tom in the first episode. And these look almost exactly because we haven't seen these shoes before. No. These look exactly like Sean size shoes from Meteor Garden. Oh, they do. Yeah. And Shansai had shoe symbolism all throughout all in her throughout. story. Yeah. That was a big part of her character. So so to me, mm-hmm. this is another like the sad version of the broken watch. This is 
you can no longer walk down this path. Yes. What do you think, right? Because you tripped. There's, yeah. there's been a trip. Yeah. And like, as important as shoes are, like, this is also a bad omen. Yeah. Like, like things breaking, like shoelaces and stuff. Um, mm. it, like buttons coming off. Mm-hmm. That's also like, th- like threads breaking. Um, that's all symbolism that somebody's been hurt. Yeah. Yeesh. And like shoes are important to the two of them. Yeah. And her shoe being hurt means something. Something's something bad is happening to him. Yeah. 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 Um, and she, she ties it like multiple ways. Cause her shoelaces are like tied together. Yeah. They're already they're already broken. broken. Yeah. Because of her, her state. I think she's been wearing these the whole time she's been with her family. I think this might yeah. be the only other pair of shoes that she has uh, other than her shoes that she wore to school. So she's had to like repair them just like she stitched up the shoe from the first episode. She's had to repair yeah. these over and over. Um, then she trips on it herself. She trips on her own, her own like repair job, but she bends down and it, there's a look on her face at one moment. that's just like, she knows something's wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we go to the mom is coming out, obviously just coming out of the conference room. She's faced with a bunch of reporters. She goes down to the, like, she tells them like not commenting about anything. She goes down to the lobby where he's waiting with the knife, the guy. And I think at this point is when we have Tom realize Cause like, yeah, Tom, Tom does realize before that, like, I have to go back. He like has that look, Mm -hmm. he's going to turn around and Tom puts himself between the guy with the knife and his mom. Mm -hmm. Where have we seen this before MC? (laughs) This seems really familiar to me. I mean, Goya's done it a bunch. Yeah, but this is Halle and Poopa. Yeah. Like, this is, this is like, this keeps coming up in this show. I'm going to yeah. put myself in between, you know, death and the person I love and the person yeah. I care about. I mean, this is Halle protecting Poopa from the knife, right? Yeah. And, and it's Goya protecting, Goya protecting Tom. Tom from the chair. Exactly. Like this is over and over and over again that we've seen yeah. this. And this is Tom. Tom's learned this from that experience. Yeah. So he's doing it for the worst person in the show. Yeah. The one person that people last week were saying, well, if she faked cancer, I don't know if she can deserve redemption. <laughs> No, it's coming. Uh, <laughs> this is this is um, this is the equivalent, and I thought about it all day. This is the equivalent of Luke Skywalker saying he will not kill his own father and would yeah. rather die. Yeah, like it is the equivalent of that. Yeah, it's literally every. It's everything he's learned. It's everything mm-hmm. he's learned. He said, "I'm. I have to save her." 
you know? Yeah. It's because because he's willing to have compassion for the worst person that he's ever met, which is his own mother. And that's like, that's the hard truth about love. Yeah. (laughs) And compassion is that you're willing to have it for the worst person that you know. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, it kills me. It kills me. I, so typically, and I, we didn't mention this yet, but like typically he's the target of the assassination, right? Yeah. He's the target always. And, and the fact that that guy passed him by and, and just kind of looked at him and just kept walking. I immediately was like, Oh, he's not the target. Like it's perfect. It's so perfect setting up her redemption because this is all her fault. Yeah. Yeah. And also it, it shows like how much he's grown from, yeah, he probably couldn't have loved her back when Goya says he'll never love you, but (laughs) he has compassion for his mother and he's, he he's he would rather she exist in the world than not and that's That's always what it's down to yep oh so good so the guy is immediately regretful like he sees what he did and you can just see it on his face like he's like i didn't mean to do that like the fall i love the freaking fall i don't care what anybody says no it's good it's so good. It's, it's just so it hurts. good. It hurts. It hurts. Yeah. I, oh my God, I love it so much. How I did love they it so much do it so well? I like, think, did they green screen a mat? Like, I, he that's, falls. That's exactly what I think they did. I think they, because he falls, he mat. falls. The second fall is not very far, right? Like, cause it's, yeah. he's already basically down and he just like drops his shoulders and his head. Yeah. So, but I think that they green screened a mat for him to, to fall, like, fall, fall. I think that he actually fell like somewhere else. I think that he's, yeah. I think he's green screened into the shot. So uh, yeah, Ro- like Rosalind and the guy and all that, all that's happening. And Tom's not actually there and like where Bright's not actually there. And then they filmed Bright in a different, like in front of a green screen falling onto a mat because he would have to, he would have had to fall further in order to yeah in order to get yeah like really they they made it work and it looks ouch oh god I love it so much I love it so much go up I love it so much that's what I'm saying like he had to have fallen like from like a ledge and then he would have fallen so that he would be straight the whole time because that's the visual they were going for yeah like when I saw this I lost my freaking mind like (laughs) it is so iconic the and they showed they showed everything they show Rosalind being absolutely freaked out you know they showed mm-hmm. the knife exiting his body and the blood like and the gushing. blood yeah they showed Tom holding the gushing wound they show him falling they show Tia's reaction like they show yeah. him hitting they showed his head Goya freaking out coming through f4 like yeah kill yeah, me great. now it was amazing. And, and Rosalind screams Tom and then Goya also shows up and she starts to scream Tom and they cut it right at the, right at yeah. like the and height we of hear it. nighttime. We hear the nighttime song. The clock stops ticking. Yep. Yep. So yeah, I mean, and the, I, and the line there is 
the line from from night pine yeah that's that that is the clock stops ticking so it's like so, yeah everything is frozen now yeah oh but there's also the cameras right so mm-hmm. as he's going down all of the paparazzi are all just still snapping their pictures yeah. And this goes towards like the anti-violence stuff, you know, and like all your bell hooks quotes and everything. Like this is all about how our society thrives on violence. Like we live in this violent world where people capture it and it's, mm-hmm. it makes the news. And Si-Chan thought that the only language that Rosalind understood was violence. Yep. Yep. I mean, ouch. Yeah, this was the only way he knew how to respond to her. And that's why he's immediately regretful when he accidentally stabs Tom because he didn't mm-hmm. he didn't want that. Like he didn't want it against anyone except for her. So oh it's so good. It's so good. I'm getting like riled up again because like I can't believe how good this episode was. Yeah. Ugh. Right. <laughs> do you have anything, any any final thought any final thoughts about the episode before we get into the preview i i appreciated that they managed to get to the crux of all of these character moments mm-hmm. right and we talked about it like yeah it, we it's talked just, about it yeah it's throughout. important that they they had the resolution with Ren. They had the resolution with Koya. They had the resolution with Tom. And mm. they did everything that they needed to do. But like they did it in such a really neat way. Yeah, they did. Yeah, it was really, really cool. I'm still stunned. Um. <laughs> yeah. I think that's yeah. fair. Yeah, it's so good. Um, preview. Preview. The Next meteor episode, shower. The, the final shower. episode. Yeah, it's not much. Um Good. they prob- they basically asking themselves if you believe in wishing upon a star. Yeah. Shooting star. Cause we we know like it so it's interesting that she's waiting outside of the gate, which means like uh well, there's a few things it could be, but it seems like Rosalind's not letting her in right yeah so we might get even a modified version of the hunger strike just with the fact that this is another moment like that's another plot line where Goya fights for him or where the female lead fights for the male lead right the hunger strike is really important to that so they might combine these things in a different way without you know without actual like hunger strike being involved but she could wait there for him and she could wait to be let in and she could wait in the rain and whatever and that could be that that's what you want right you wanted the hunger strike uh i don't like i feel like the hunger strike or the amnesia serves the purpose right which is that she has to prove um, that she loves him and is willing to like be with him wherever he's at and fi- and like and fight and for fight him, for yeah. him yeah like that's what the the point of this is is to like prove back to him that she mm. loves him yeah because he she hurt him yeah a lot 
Yeah. And she hasn't had a chance to make up for him and like, like make up with him. And even though he knows Goya is there, he knows F4 is behind him. Like he, they needed that resolution. And so it's like, it's like in the manga, Mm. she kind of says it's almost too cruel. Everything that we've been through when he loses his memory. Yeah. Because like, like, haven't they done enough? Yeah. Right. Well, Goya (laughs) hasn't proven that she's kind of willing to be with him no matter what, even if he rejects her. Yeah. And and it's kind of like turnabout, turnabout is fair play a little bit. Like, Mm -hmm. like he would follow her around and now she kind of needs to do the same and remind him. Exactly. Which is why I think it would be interesting if she kept on in that way. Like the fact that she's staying outside of of the gate while it's raining, it's just like telling me like she's going to be like, I'm going to see him and I'm going to be with him and no one can stand in my way. And that goes to her power fully realized too. Yeah. Right. So that's like where she's at in her journey is like, she has to realize like, like her power is his power. Like she's already won over the household staff. Like if she really wanted in there, she would find a way. Like mm-hmm. it's, it's kind of like that same stuff. It's like, you'll find a way. Yeah. No matter what. Yeah. And, and to like not give up. Yeah. It's going to be so good. <laughs> the meteor shower, the meteor, the meteor shower. shower. Yeah. The meteor shower is, it's funny to me that they chose to put a bunch of the seed the grass seeds in the in this particular preview they're they always like, put them they do but they're really flowing across the there's a lot yeah there's a lot more than like usual and they're through through the whole thing um and somebody in our group chat was like arrows and i'm like those aren't arrows they're the grass seeds we've seen them before i don't know i don't know if they were thinking about like the symbology though about like arrows and all of that um cupid's arrows that kind of thing um but it it's you know it's definitely symbolizing that all of the seeds like that she, like this because it's her right that's her all the seeds that she's sowing are gonna like we might get mira back right because yeah. we haven't seen her and maybe she's there I did wonder about that because we got the flat we got the flash of like you know Mira and Lita like doing good work right now so it's like that was them like that could serve the same purpose but they might all bring everybody back yeah they might that that would be cool like yeah it would be good um I was just kind of thinking because we've talked a lot about Eros and Psyche Mm. and like how much it fits um like to your point like how how could sort of the hunger strike and the amnesia thing happen at the same time yeah because like um persephone tricks psyche when Mm -hmm. she gives her a box which is supposed to contain her beauty and inside of it is um sort of a a thing that makes her like pass out its sleep right and so like she could pass out outside of the house and then it Mm. it means that she has to be brought into the kingdom oh i like that so much like in in eros and psyche um 
I like that. So Eros much. wakes up to save her because he realizes that she's hurt outside. Yeah. Like on the ground on earth. Yeah. <gasps> See, it could work. It yeah, could no, work. I, I just had to think about it. Right. It, did, it didn't take you long. No. <laughs> You're like, wait a second. <laughs> no, I mean, it would work like it, like maybe like, okay. So how would this work in F4? In F4? Okay. So <laughs> like he doesn't remember who she is but sees that she's passed out and takes care of her anyways we have all week to speculate but this is it this is my thing this is amazing this is amazing I mean, it would just it would just fit like all of the other like mythic things that are happening because like one thing that happens that I think is really important is that um when you forget somebody you don't forget how they make you feel Right. Right. So that's a really big thing with like memory loss is that if you're angry at somebody, you remember being angry at them. If you're in like physically attracted to somebody, you still remember that. Mm -hmm. And in the manga, um, like the main lead, he hates her mm -hmm. because of how she's behaving towards him because she's pushy and she's like, you love me. Remember? But I don't know if that's going to happen in this way. Yeah. You know, so I just think it would be a really interesting thing if he didn't remember, but didn't care. Mm -hmm. Like in the same way. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But like, mm -hmm. but wanted to be around her for some reason. Yeah. Like curious and yeah. Wanting to keep her around. Cause he's like, what is this? Why do I feel this mm -hmm. way? Yeah, because, like, you still remember how you feel. You just don't remember why. Oh, my goodness. Like, it, it is a thing. Like, um, <laughs> dementia patients specifically feel that way. Yeah. Uh, yeah. This is so, this is going to be so good. It's going to be so good. Because it, it's chemical. And, oh. and they, they might not do it in the same way. Like, they've done it in other versions where he's, like, a really big jerk. And then she has to, like, make him food. Do you mm. think he'll, she'll make him cookies? You know, I thought about it, but I, I don't think so. I think that that was like an, that was like honey or dang Jap Japan and, and, and boys over flowers. She made them lunch boxes. Right. That was not, she's not a huge cooker. <laughs> no. And I, I, I don't, I don't know if that's been established to be like their thing. I think their thing is going to be more like, like fighting and being physical and their thing is like quid pro quo. So yeah, um, that's true. That's true. Like in the manga, she literally carries him to the hospital. That's right. Yeah. She like picks him up and carries him to the hospital. I mean, they're away from like Rosalind isn't there and the print, right. like the press aren't there and stuff like that. So right, right. Like, she yeah. needs to, but mm -hmm. yeah, I, I don't know. I I'm, I'm excited. Yeah. Did you want to, did you want to talk about bingo? Oh, that's right. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we have <laughs> our, uh, friend Mel did a bingo card and we're going to post that, I guess soon, like tomorrow or the like next when this day. episode whenever, comes out. Yeah. This yeah. Whenever episode, this yeah. episode comes out, we'll post it on Twitter and we'll try to link it in the liner notes. Um, when this episode comes out and basically we've done this with star Wars and it's just really fun fun like and and we're gonna be wrong 
we're going to be wrong and we're all going to be wrong together and it's going to be great. <laughs> it's fun. Yeah. It's yeah. fun just to be like, what's going to be in there. And like, is can, the you, yeah, lactosoy it, product placement, the free space? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> we need to figure out what the free space is for sure. Like, like, it, yeah, we gotta, we gotta figure that I one mean, out. Product placement like, is a safe one because like product, just, just, like, product, just product, product, product placement. placement. Yeah. That right. we should, we should do that. But, uh, yeah. And, and you fill in the rest of the squares. Like that's all you, yeah. you put in or you're like being kiss, a card. Kiss. Like, yeah. Like wedding proposal. Goya back in her uniform. <laughs> uh, yeah. Whether or not the a version of the hunger strike happens, uh, whether or not we get hunting and Gawain kissing. Oh like, my God. Lord. There's so much there's so much that people want to happen so i want to see everybody's bingo cards i want to see them all yeah yeah and and you know the goal is just to have fun but also to be like how much of this could you guess because we were people were guessing on twitter like what would happen this episode and like what would Mm -hmm. happen until the end of the show well Mm -hmm. put your speculation on your bingo card yes i want to see them and then we will talk about them in our live show yeah. We'll talk about ours and how wrong I was <laughs> and how right Ty was. Bull crap. <laughs> I, <laughs> I'm going to be terrible at it, but I do, I do want to see some people's, you know, if people do get bingo, you know, tag me in those, uh, for next week's because we will definitely talk about that kind of stuff, especially on our live show. It's going to be really fun. Yeah. I'm really looking forward to the live show because it gives us an opportunity to like chat with people and kind of interact with people live and to like Mm -hmm. reminisce and enjoy like what this show gave us as a fandom. Yeah. And like, I still like look at the, um, my drama list, like so many people are just waiting for it to be done or like waiting for this week to start it. Yeah. And I'm like a lot of people talking about it. Yeah. I can't, I can't even imagine trying to binge this show. We needed like the rest between each episode. Yeah. Like, right. Like, well, to do it, to do what we want to do, like to do, like to watch it how we want to watch it. Like, but there are plenty of people that I think that are, you know, legitimately upset with certain choices because they're watching it week to week because they have to wait an entire week to see the next episode they're becoming disappointed because they waited all week to build up certain expectations in their head and they were disappointed when those things didn't happen and i like i get it i get where people are coming from but i don't know this show there's reasons. There's so many reasons why they're making certain decisions. There's so many reasons why they're doing the things that they're doing. And I'd rather see it in that way than be disappointed because Tom and Goya didn't kiss this week, you know, like, like I understand where people are coming from, but I'm, I just don't want to see it from that perspective because I just, there's so much more that's going on. That's like super important. The the main, like, why do we tell stories? Yeah. And the moral of this whole story is like what you said, so much more important than yeah. whether we got a kiss every single week or exactly. we've only had 
Oh, three. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. Well, yeah. okay. And, and like one in his imagination. <laughs> yes. 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 Right. Cause like we're talking about something that somebody down the road is going to watch and it's going to speak to them so fundamentally mm -hmm. to like to their psychology like in there and it's gonna take them where they need to go like this is a this is a cultural unconscious myth yeah it's this is gonna become formative for a generation of people oh a hundred percent hundred percent that's why like more than meteor garden did in 2001 yeah more than Hana Yeri Dango did. Like, I hate to be that person that's like, this is going to change people, but it <laughs> will. It It's using all of the psychological resonance that will speak to your subconscious. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, I know we, we can't see this now because it's going to affect a generation of people that are probably, you know, younger and maybe in their teens and their yeah. teens maybe aren't on social media or if they are they're not articulating themselves in certain ways on social media this is going to affect them and stick with them for the rest of their lives and they might not even understand why until they're you know until they're adults or they may might never understand why it just does affect and then they're them. gonna find f4 obsessed on youtube <laughs> and they'd be like oh oh that's why <laughs> oh oh That'd be cool. That'd be cool. Hey, this, this show is here all the time now. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. This is, this is cool. This is going to affect a lot of people. It's exciting. And I'm sad it's ending. Yeah. I'm happy it's ending because it's going to end well. Yeah. And we don't right? have to, and we don't have to make gifts and slides anymore. Thank goodness. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it does take up all of Ty's weekend and that has to be acknowledged and it takes oh. up a good chunk of my weekend too. Yeah. And MC did all of the slides and the gifts for the OST deep dives, which, you know, people demanded we do. So we had to. <laughs> but People demanded that? I forgot. I thought we were just doing it because we were like, yeah, but no, somebody did ask us yes, to do it. They did. Oh. They did. Yeah. It was oh, right. Anybody asked me to do anything, I'm like, okay. Okay. <laughs> People asked me to do a timeline of like all of the dates in the show, like all of the times that we knew like things happened. And I did that. <laughs> yeah. I also like the fandom has been really wonderful and probably one of the best fandom experiences I've had since Raylo. Yeah. I think, I think it's, more enjoyable I'm not gonna say better I think it's more enjoyable mm. for me for a lot of reasons it's personally but... more enjoyable for me as well okay good okay yeah good. Yeah. yeah I think that's the right way to say it yeah. I feel like it's it's more um chill yeah and funny and I'll make like dumb memes <laughs> <laughs> somebody stole my meme today and I'm so proud <laughs> I thought that was so funny I saw that meme yeah it's like so many likes I'm like this is Marie Claire's meme like I, that, I made that, that. Person, they didn't have like ill intentions and they didn't no. steal it they were just using it to make a joke but it happened to be your meme no attention. and like I I if I if I make something like that it's like free free uh yeah what is it free press or free 
free trade or whatever, what, free, <laughs> free knowledge, free. I can't think of words right now. I'm dead. I got, I got you. It's called yeah. free, free use, free use. <laughs> smart person dumb right now um <laughs> I forgot it too for a second okay but but like all of my like <laughs> what is this shows that I've made I made up several memes somebody else made a meme I added it to the bottom of this thing yeah. I plan on on being like haha this is all the memes I made to say what is this show <laughs> it's cool it's cool to see everything be so pervasive through their fandom like people saying things and using things and using memes and <laughs> It's and so like, cool. Yeah, like talking about stuff we have talked about on the show has been really, really great. It's been really cool. Yeah. Yeah. I realized that I've special. been saying what is this show about <laughs> all sorts of stuff for a very long time. I didn't realize it, but then I searched myself saying it and I've been saying yeah. it since 2019. Oh, that's so funny. Interesting. <laughs> That's hilarious. I just, like it's I was like, oh, it's, say. it's just something I say, right? Yeah. Like I didn't realize that until I said it. And I've been saying it so often with this show. You know, what's really funny is I knew that, like, I knew that you've said that before. Cause I've, I've podcasted with you before. And I know that you've said that, like we talked about Mandalorian and like, we did the same thing, right? Yeah. Like, I what just, is the show? And I like, didn't realize I had said it until people were like, but what, Marie Claire, what is this show? Like, and I didn't, recognize it until it was like reflected back at me yeah because then well because yeah. people are are seeing this the same way when they start seeing it the same way we're seeing it they don't really have like, any other way to express like wait no. wait a second <laughs> wait a second this is like, like I mean they could just like be screaming or crying like us like I scream you you cry <laughs> there you go <laughs> I don't know like but like what is this show really does sum up like yeah so much because like mm. we just thought we were getting another Hanayori Dango show I know I really did and we're it like we so really more. love this story so much that I've done way more research than is reasonable mm. to talk about ever yeah definitely but you know <laughs> this show cares about itself the story what it's saying it mm. cares about the audience it doesn't treat the audience as fools mm. um it loves the audience and it, it's like we got something really important to say so yeah it encourages us to play with the story and encourage encourages us to talk about the story and to like it it rewards us at the end of the week for doing all of that and it's so cool. It's so cool to see the the creators care about, you know, how people are interacting with it. it it's very, very cool. But And I'm really looking forward to like the next layer of analysis that's going to happen, like you're going to do, because mm. I'm sure it's stewing in your brain. You're going to do all <laughs> sorts of amazing videos. Like that's, <laughs> this is what happened with like Star Wars. We would talk about star wars and then like a month later ty would like blow us all away with this amazing video analysis yeah so, like, i can't even imagine like what's gonna happen after a season of this yeah it's funny a lot of our audience hasn't really watched the mid-season symbolic breakdown video but that is what i'm kind of known for i'm gonna yeah. i'm gonna continue to do that um 
this I is just, like more traditionally my format, even though you do all the amazing work to make it more visual. But. Oh, thanks. But I got it from you. I got the, we, we kind of did, this was, our, this is like a com- combination type of thing, but um, combining our skill sets, but the, yeah, like once this is over, I'm going to go back to doing video essays and I really like doing them and I don't care how many people watch them. <laughs> gonna I have things I gotta get out in video essay format so I yeah hope, hope y'all stick around and and try to watch some of those and they're not gonna be like really long they're gonna be you know eight you, to 15 20 minutes so you will not regret it because Ty's video essays are like the best around oh thanks I have a style I like but and I'm better at video editing now because of all of my Tom Goya edits and all of my F4 <laughs> edits. And like, I've been, I've been figuring things out. I've been learning new techniques. So I'm excited to put all that to, to work, but, but yeah, it's just me like beating my own drum here, but <laughs> we can, uh, wrap this one up. Um, uh, so I do want to say something before yeah. we wrap up, which okay. is uh, subway dates said it would be really great if we could get trending next Saturday, thank you for F4 Thailand. Oh, yes. So like hashtag, thank you, F4 Thailand. Hashtag, get it, thank you. Okay, got yeah, it. Yeah, get it yeah. trending on Twitter mm-hmm. and like social media because the Patha, the writers, the cast, the crew, like this has been unbelievable. Yeah, it really has been dare I say (laughs) life-changing and remember we're going to be doing a live show celebration the weekend after when the episode normally airs so hopefully you guys can all make it I know it's going to be early for pacific coast u.s time but it should be evening or day for rest of the world so yeah 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 yeah, it's going to be really fun. Um, we'll release more details about that in the coming week, I think. Um, yeah, we should probably start tweeting about it this week just so that people can yeah. do stuff. And actually what you can do mm-hmm. is set the live stream schedule. Yeah, 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 I got to do that. Mm-hmm. And then people can like- They know it's there. Click to remind by next week, right? Yep, totally. Yeah, But it'll be great. It'll be a celebration. <sighs> Ty's planning- surprise stuff we're planning yeah yeah lots of fun stuff for that so look out for that all right guys thank you so much for watching this or listening wherever you're listening and stay tuned for next week we're so excited keep the hype up we're almost done love you all we'll see you next week cheers cheers